For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio of the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome back to your Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. Yes, back to hour one. What are we talking about this evening? <laughs> we just started on hour one. Well, but they came back from listening last time. Gotcha. All right. On Thursdays, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. We're going to jump right into it with our military heroes. Uh, I know the big news today is about the... <clears throat> bill being vetoed but i found something else as well that nobody's talking about brian with our military is it paul ryan no, no. brian hates paul ryan now <laughs> i i never liked him and we will visit states rights then the news behind the news medical madness and we will visit the wonderful world of animals if we get to it because we haven't yet this will be the second show no never know this might be the time it actually works all right, time for the pledge. Patriots, hand over heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, do you want to get this Paul Ryan thing off of your chest, or do you just want me to push a button? Paul Ryan, I guess, but uh, <laughs> I want maybe lose my train of thought. I was going to say something that was not good. Why? What's with you? I was just wondering if the microphone is positioned properly. It's wonderful. Good. Anyway, uh, all I want to say, kids, if uh, you know your parents don't want to buy a flag for you, you can make one out of whatever you like, construction paper and crayons, and it works. It all it's all good. Right? Yep. All right. Now, <clears throat> Paul Ryan, how many are happy that Boehner's leaving and Paul Ryan is the one they're choosing to replace him in the House as Speaker? Raise your hands. I haven't talked much about Paul Ryan because Paul Ryan's not a conservative and he's 
never saying or doing anything that I want. He has, he's uh, pro-gun control. His, these are his votes. Pro-homosexual protection for jobs and uh, that include quotas for businesses. Uh, uh, this is just craziness. And there's other votes, too, that are just not conservative. And his budget that was supposed to take 10 years till we, till we balance the first budget. That's a budget? We'll balance it 10 years from now. Yeah, well, how's that possible? Well, as you're cutting deficit spending here, 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 that's great, but we're still going into debt while you're doing that for 10 years. We'll be 10 years further in debt with the Ryan plan. We can't, st we won't last 10 years. So, let's just say no to Paul Ryan. Call your elected cockroaches tomorrow, call capital, capital number 202 and tell them no, absolutely no to Paul Ryan. No. If you can't find a better speaker than that, then don't have one. <clears throat> I don't consider that a very important job, actually, sweeper of the house, the way it is today. Uh, it was different before. See, the speaker was chosen by for his oratory skills, and he was to speak the caucuses, or if you will, the elected caucus, uh, will speak for them. That's what the speaker does. Because, see, that's the only house that's supposed to have any direct relation to us. Till the stupid 17th Amendment that we gotta repeal now. Uh, it's just, it's not, I don't know. It is now just a political position to get yourself set up with the elites to move on to K Street. As a lobbyist or, some uh, really nice job in the cushy, cushy, you know, CEO stuff. and That's what it's for now. It used to be before was to speak to the people and to listen to the people and relate and speak to the house from the people and speak to the people from the house. There's no speaker in the Senate because they're supposed to be elected and controlled by the state legislature. That's what they took away with the 17th Amendment. 16th and 17th Amendment under Tommy the Commie Woodrow Wilson. Both of them severely damaged our Constitution. Must be fixed. That's not even a, it's not even an option. Those two have to go mandatory. And if people just refuse to understand what under the jurisdiction thereof means in the 14th Amendment, I guess we gotta get rid of that too. It doesn't really apply to anything anymore anyway. It's about freed slaves and, you know, we're generations past freed slaves. All right, now you've been lied to all your life. Get over it. <laughs> we all were. They're still lying to us. It's just a lot of us woke up and realized they're lying to us. But they're still lying because they know you're still listening. See? You know who you are. Anyway, push a button. Baghdad, military setting, and the troops don't know the messiah they're getting. I'm the creme de la creme of the media's world on a tour with everyone but Dan Rather. Time flies. Doesn't seem a minute since the Illinois Senate had Barry in it. Our troops cleaned up Cider City. I'd say thanks, but they only get my pity. Whether it's Jordan, or Afghanistan, or Kuwait, or, or where are we? One night in Baghdad and for all our Savior. The Senate is working, Barry just don't care.
Okay, thank you, Paul Shankland. And of course, that means it's time for our military heroes. But I, I didn't speak. I miss, I didn't misspoke. I did forgot to add to it. Besides speaking, the, of course, the sweeper is, I mean, weeper, I mean, oh goodness, speaker also presides over the House as the vice president does over the Senate. Do you see how the Senate's supposed to be a completely different world? <clears throat> and they seem to keep forgetting that all revenue bills, all, if it has any revenue involved, all revenue bills, anything that has anything to do with money at all has to originate in the House of Representatives or it is void. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up really quick and also about the military. Uh, Mark Levin did a really good job of play, playing back Paul Ryan on his show saying that they could appeal Obamacare because it's a revenue bill, but they're not doing it. No, they're not. That Paul, was three years Paul ago. Paul Ryan is completely backed off of that. He, yep, three he years had, ago he did this. He just called as a condition to take it. He called and said that there'll be no more opposition. And this is not going to be an opposition party. We're going to be proposition party. And this crazy, this craziness going on, this has to stop. Talking about the freedom, uh, coalition. Uh, you know, he's not part of it. That should tell you all you need to know. Anybody that's not part of the freedom caucus isn't worth a hill of beans. If they can't get themselves to to align with that, then all the rest of them need to go. And Ryan's not part of it. Uh, and see, again, if Cruz wasn't trying to be something he's not allowed to be, i.e. Uh, president, he could be the... I would like to see him as the, as the speaker. I think he speaks well. He seems to, be, he seems to have been doing it himself anyway. Or, I don't care, they want to bring back Newt Gingrich. Newt would be a good choice. He's not great, not great but good. Uh, yeah, I know, that's right, he's a senator, sorry. I forgot, they're all senators and governors that are running. Who? Wait, wait, who's uh, Mia Love? Oh, she's not running. <laughs> oh, she, that's right, she's one of the new ones not running for president. I don't think me. I have to look it up, but I don't think Mia loves a natural born citizen either. No, I'm I, I'm remembering now. No, she's not here. She can't be president either. So, uh, you know, how about all the people that can't be president just stay in the government in the legislative branch and do their jobs instead of running for president? Because I'm not going to vote for him, and that includes Trump because he's not a natural born citizen either. He had an immigrant mother. Look, they were clear when they talked when they debated it when they decided. Uh, they, the definition of a natural born citizen is born of two citizens. They didn't want the offspring of any immigrant to be the commander in chief because they were afraid they'd still hold close ties to where they came from and they might actually be trying to take over the government from within, which they did try, by the way. Uh, and, and now, and now they seem to have succeeded. It was a long time, but <laughs> I don't know what that is up there. But it has nothing to do with the constitutional republic. It isn't even a republic. And I'll try it again. It says we're guaranteed a republic right there in the Constitution. And if I wanted to be a left-wing lunatic, I'd, I'd interpret that to mean that only Republicans could be in office. You know, you know, like you do with the general welfare clause. 
that thing. That doesn't mean what you think it means. It means for the general welfare of the republic, which, again, we don't have. If it's constitutional, they're not doing it. And I'll tell you right now, I, I, I've run out of things to say they violated. They have almost violated every provision of the Constitution. Well, I'll tell you that it's constitutional. You know, those, those people in black robes that think they're gods up there. If they were truly the constitutional Supreme Court, they'd have nothing to do. Well, it'd be very, very little. It's all foreign-related. If you want to know what their jurisdiction is, it's Article 3, Section 2, and that's it. All right, so back to the military heroes. Uh, this is going to make you crazy. Yeah, even more than me put, telling you all these people are uneligible to be president. They're not eligible. It's, a, it's just a fact, and I'm not voting for any of them, and neither will anybody who's serious about being a constitutionalist. Anybody who says, I'm a constitutional conservative, it's not going to vote for that. Because it's, it's unconstitutional, and we know it. And see, some of us still have scruples. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go against what's right. What's right is right. I don't care which side it is. I think I think conservatives really don't know what conservatism is all about because they sure don't act like conservatives. You guys, you know who I'm talking about. I know it's not my regular listeners because you are truly an elite crowd. But, uh... We'll see about what you, how you feel about this Newsmax story that I picked up right before the show. And that because we're late. Oh yeah, if you did, if you wondered why we're doing it seven o'clock Eastern time instead of six o'clock Eastern times, we had a bunch of technical issues that had to be worked out, so we bumped the show. And I could do that. I could do twenty-four hours a day if I want. But. Our military heroes from Newsmax. President Caesar Brock's Abominus vetoed a sweeping $612 billion defense policy bill on Thursday, returning the measure to the Republican-controlled Congress because of the way it uses money meant for war spending to avoid automatic budget cuts to military programs. Quote, I'm going to be sending it back to Congress, and my message to them is very simple. Let's do this right. Obamanist told reporters. Man, you even make a veto a big dramatic thing. It's just a function of the government. It's amazing you veto anything. But if it's just you think they're going to cave, well, we hope not, because we the people aren't going to cave. You want to see, you want to play these games? Go right ahead. Answer to the American people. Don't say it's Republicans or conservatives because it's not. It's you and your ilk. And you're far from anything reasonable. You're left-wing cliff dwellers. Look, anything that collectivist is bad. No more collectivism. And no democracy. It's the worst form of government known to man. You don't know what democracy... You, you keep thinking we have a democracy. Well, we do now, but we didn't. We had a republic, not a democracy. Democratically elected republic. 
uh, and not all of it democratically elected, like the Senate was supposed to be appointed by the state legislature, N not by our votes. And let, well, if you want to tell them who to vote for, uh, but that's how it's supposed to work. See, that's not a democracy. It's not the majority rules. But that's what we have up there, the majority rules. Remember, elections have consequences. No, they're not supposed to. You're supposed to be limited by the powers we gave you in the Constitution and nothing more. We're in the midst of budget discussions. Let's have a budget that properly funds our national security as well as economic security, he said. How about we have a balanced budget and you don't get any money for your bureaucracies? I say we pay the military and we take all funding away from the Department of Education. Oh, that's just the first thing right off my mind. I worry about the kids now way too much. I, so my first priority as a bureaucracy is the Department of Education. Second only by B-A-T-F-E. Yes, I put my I put the children of our country before guns. Sue me. This is, you don't remember the sequester fight and the whole thing over that trying to get a a, a budget something uh, they couldn't create anything. So they ended up with what was said in the beginning: if you do nothing, then this will happen. And I said at the time, that's profoundly stupid. Five hundred billion dollars for military and five hundred billion dollars from Entitlements. Now, we've already had billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars uh, taken away from the military. Someone show me one cut to any program, any entitlement program, any one of them. No, Social Security is not an entitlement program. So leave that one out. Well, they paid into it. It's not, they're not just, you know, I mean, even though it's going to be the same thing because they're using the same money, it's different because the government stole our money, sent it to, to them. And then spent it on things they weren't supposed to spend it on. They weren't supposed to spend it on anything except Social Security. If they had done that, uh, Social Security would be well off right now. But they spent all the money. So I'm sorry, but IOUs don't fix a thing. No, government bonds to the government. That's like writing yourself an IOU. All right. Um, so and as far as doing things right, this guy wouldn't know right if he tripped over it. We're, so it goes on. We're in the midst of budget discussions. Let's have a budget that properly funds our national security as well as economic security. Well, then why do you keep cutting defense spending? And why are you now trying to go around Congress yet again and do base closures? But not where they need to be overseas, in America. You know, last time I checked, we're supposed to... Uh, they're supposed to defend the United States of America, not Europe. Oh, but NATO and Europe. La, 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 la. Well, let the NATO people that live in Europe worry about Europe. We'll come to their aid if need be. Just World War One, World War Two. It always happens. So World War Three will be the same. This 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 thing is president. This thing is like a trumpet. It's like freaking Gabriel's trumpet calling at the end times. It's unbelievable. Between so this and the muzzy muzzy fuzzies, Lucifer's favorite people. Notice Lucifer's favorite people want to kill God's favorite people. 
the Jews, right? You know, you notice that. Islam teaches to kill Jews. God's favorite. Not Muslims. Muslims worship the moon god of Arabia called Allah. That's not our, that's not the god of Abraham. Allah? No, 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 no. No, this is not the same god. It's not a god at all, actually. It's a fallen angel, but you know. He wants to be one. Obama also said he disagreed with provisions in the National Defense Authorization Act that would have limited his ability to close the Guantanamo Bay Detention Center before he leaves office in January 2017. I don't know why Thursday's there. Uh, Guantanamo is one of the premier mechanisms for jihadists to recruit. What nonsense is that? What do we got? 70 people up there? Come on with this Guantanamo crap. Tell you right now, he not only wants to get all those fuzzy fuzzies back into the battle, he's going to give Guantanamo to Cuba. Oh, yes, he is. Watch. It's time for us to close it. It's outdated, but the people in it aren't. It's not outdated. It's one of the, it's a luxury prison, for goodness sakes. And soccer field, pools, and beautiful, beautiful views of the water, and vegetation, and military people on the other side of the ball. It's all good there. No, all, like, hey, come on, they eat better in Guantanamo than I do. Much better. That's why everyone gets fat there. Uh, but yeah, let's take the most, the worst of the worst and let's put them back into society and see what happens. Uh, that, he wants that to happen. So I'm telling you, the people that control him are, think they could use Islam. They learned nothing from what happened in the Middle East and there's, they're, they're going to do it here. Communist Party USA, International Socialists. Uh, the Pope. The Pope is the in Pope. love with the fuzzy muzzies. The progressive Popeye. Oh, Popeye the Pauly man. Uh, closing controversy. Uh, he goes on to say, closing the controversial military prison camp was a main promise of Obama's first presidential campaign in 2008. So, but to go back to his quote, it's time for to close it. It's outdated. It's expensive. Stop feeding them chicken a la ranch. Uh, fire the chef you've got working for you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's expensive. It's been there for years. It's been there for decades, you doofus. We can do better in terms of keeping Americans safe while making sure that we are consistent with our values. Yes, if you would treat our borders like it was the border between, uh, I don't know, North and South Korea, that worked for me. Those are our men manning that border. Why aren't our men manning our border? Obaminus and his, and many of his fellow demoncrats want a broader budget deal that would address mandatory cuts in domestic spending rather than only providing more funds for the Pentagon. Republicans, or we should probably start calling Republicans, argue that the military should be spared many of the so-called sequestration budget cuts to ensure national security. They accuse Democrats of using the issue to camouflage a desire for irresponsible domestic spending. 
Well, where's the other part of the sequester, sir? It was $500 billion apiece. The Democrats had to, had to suck it up, and the Republicans had to suck it up. So why? what are they talking about here? Where are the cuts to the domestic spending? Where Where is it? The cuts have long since started with the military. The military was already cut before sequester, about the same amount, about $500 billion. Now you're talking about cutting a trillion dollars from defense. Well, I don't know how we're going to feed our military members. But, oh, yeah, right. There'll only be homosexuals and women there, so certainly there'll be people that can cook. Oh! I like that. Republicans. Yes. Let's see how, how that's picked up. I bet. Right, that'll go viral, I'm sure. Republicans. By placing domestic politics ahead of our troops, President Caesar Brock Sabonis has put America's national security at risk. John Bonehead, the weeper of the House, said in a statement, Republicans have avowed to override the veto only the fifth of Obamanus's presidency, which would require two-thirds majorities of both the House and the Senate. Good luck. It, why can't you just impeach him instead? Then this would all go away. Yeah, impeach him and remove him. Oh, the Senate won't remove him. So what? I'll go down in history along with uh, Clinton and well, I forget the other one. There's only three of them that have ever been impeached. Yep. <laughs> hey, look, they can't even throw they can't even throw Hillary in jail. She should she, already be there. She longs sitting there. Go, and her, they let her get away with stuff like of the six hundred. Of the requests for build-up and security, none of it landed on Hitler's desk. That's what she says. She is in charge of the State Department. She is in charge of the embassies. She is in charge of everybody that works there. And they work for her. And if she doesn't know what's going on, it's because she doesn't want to know what's going on. That's simple. I mean, but she knows. But on paper, you can't prove it. That's the Clintons. Let's have more of this. Let's have four, eight years of this. Wouldn't it be great? With that hush voice! Ah, yeah, yeah! I love the one question that uh, a uh, um, a woman asked. I don't know who she is. But she said to Killary, you swore in Ambassador Stevens and you never spoke to him ever again. Never saw him or spoke to him. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you know what her reply was? And, uh, you know, we know it's a crock because we also know that, that that was a CIA operation going on in that embassy, of which the State Department had to be aware of. Yeah, she's a lying machine. Now, you got to prove it. I don't, but by her own admissions, she failed to do her job, and people died. Hold her responsible. Impeach her, and then arrest her. Because she's, don't forget those stupid emails. That was a violation of the Espionage Act. She can't be president of the United States, but she can go to jail. Well, you, she can't be impeached. She's not holding office right now. Well, I mean, she should have been impeached. Yeah, she should have been, and she should be thrown in jail. So is Obama. Right, right now, uh, John Kerry, Lurch, he should be impeached. Yep. They all should be impeached. Yep. Really? Seriously? I'm telling you, except for a handful in, in the Freedom Caucus. They all need to go. Uh 
That's just the way it is. And if you're not voting for freedom and you choose the D instead because there's an R after it, aren't you a bit of a doofus? Why would you vote for less freedom? Makes no sense. Because people are afraid of liberty. Like I said, it makes no sense. All right, from military.com. A U.S. House of Representatives inquiry into allegations that senior executives at the Veterans Affairs Department abuse their positions of authority hampers ongoing investigations, agency officials said. Deputy VA Secretary Sloan Gibson made the warning in a letter Tuesday to House Veterans Affairs Committee Representative Jeff Miller, Republican Florida. I'm getting bored with these things. Uh, explaining why he would not allow, <coughs> pardon me, five VA executives to testify before the House panel on Wednesday on allegations raised in a report by the Department's Office of the Inspector General. I, I'm in the VA. Believe me, what a mess. Susan's been going for months just to try and get them to authorize what they already authorized. It, it's it's a bureaucracy. We're not a normal case. Therefore, it's going to take 10 years to get done. Yeah, they sped it up so much under Obamanus. It's gotten worse under Obamanus, by the way. It, it, just consistently worse. I've watched the VA get consistently worse here under his watch. Oh, we, we can't even... We, the doctors we could find barely... As a, as a, look, there's a shortage in the country. There's a severe shortage in the VA. Nobody wants to work for the Veterans Administration unless they have to. And those would be the idiots. So we end up with the idiot doctors that don't do anything and just go, blah, blah, yeah, I'll give you more meds. Aha. Uh -huh. And yes, they, they have a foreign accent because they didn't learn how to be doctors in this country, which frightens me. But considering how little he does, it really doesn't matter. Or the fact that the last guy gave me two medications that were clearly contradictory to each other. That that was fun. Anyway, we're going to go to commercial breaks. Young Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned because we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried... Seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. 
Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800-764-9168. 800-764-9168. That's 800 764-9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. All right. Back to the idiots in Washington, D.C. and the Veterans Administration. This committee's questioning VA witnesses about the individual accountability issues raised in the OIG report creates the appearance that accountability actions may have been pre-decided, Gibson wrote. The OIG report is not evidence, but simply the investigator's summary of what they believe the evidence to show. In addition to the VA's investigation, the U.S. Attorney's Office is also reviewing the IG report to determine if criminal charges should be brought against anyone. Gibson said that while the IG report came out last month, he only received the October 16, the full evidentiary record, upon which investigators drew their conclusions. Gibson said that while the IG report came out last month, he only received on October 16th. I just read that. That's a weird way to write, October 16th. It is critical that I be afforded the opportunity to review the evidence and make the necessary decisions independent of undue external influence, he wrote. I ask simply that the committee wait until the appropriate time to question witnesses about these still pending matters. But the House Committee on Wednesday voted to subpoena the five witnesses, including former Undersecretary for Benefits, Allison Hickey, who resigned from her position last week. Do you notice that they resign? Yep. They know they're going to get in trouble. They know they're probably going, might be going to jail. Yeah, they figure they won't so, come after them because they're no longer in office. Exactly. They're, they're no longer working for the government. Hillary couldn't get out of there fast enough. 
Well, she after Benghazi, she knew uh, <laughs> she she knew she was in trouble there. Uh, it ain't going away. She dismissed. She, oh, she's she's worried sick about it. She may, she's not a very good actor. Uh, I know it's funny. We're listening to the testimony. We were uh, listening to Mark Levin before this, and he was playing a couple of clips. And Brian's working on the computer, and I'm getting the copy up for the show, and he doesn't even miss a beat. He goes, "That didn't work, Hillary. You ain't Bill." <laughs> Yeah, she can't get away with it. <laughs> he ain't Bill. She doesn't. She's not very good at parsing language, and she's not lovable in any way. She's just nobody likes her. She's an unlikable person. I love, I love how uh, they call, he's calling her a shrew on the talk radio. It's a shrew. Yeah, a lot of people are, but calling her a shrew. Well, notice she's completely changed now. She's talking very soft and trying not to be shrill. You know. I do have to say, though, of, drilling somebody for 11 hours is a lot. Yeah. Well, then maybe she should have told the truth the first time. I don't know if I'd be able to do it for 11 hours. They didn't do it for 11 hours either. They <laughs> took breaks. They, no, they well, yeah, they took breaks. And uh, you heard her testimony. It wasn't 11 hours of testimony. Maybe between the two times there were 11 hours of testimony. Or was it three times? I don't know. But it doesn't matter. I don't care how long they sweat her. She should be sweating behind bars. That's where she should be. So anything, anything side of that, she should be counting up blessings. And I could give her rats behind how she's treated. She deserves long time, her and her husband, long time ago, should have been thrown in jail and thrown the key away. They have murdered people. We know this. But you just can't prove it. You know, you tell someone else to do it, and that, if that person don't roll on you, then I don't. The people under them are pretty, pretty loyal. I think that's because they kill people who mess with them. Uh, that's why they. That's the reference to the Arkansas Mafia. Okay. Um. During the hearing, Miller said Gibson informed the committee last week that none of the witnesses the panel asked to hear from would attend, but that he would testify on behalf of the VA. Miller rejected Gibson's bid to testify. In addition to Hickey, the lawmakers have subpoenaed Diana Rubens, director of the VA's Philadelphia Regional Office, Kimberly Graves, director of the St. Paul, Minnesota Stand Regional Office, Anton Waller, director of Baltimore Regional Office. Is that still there or did they burn it down? And Robert McKenrick, director of the Los Angeles Regional Office. Notice none of them have anything to do with really the West, except for maybe California, but, you know, nothing to do with Washington State, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, oh, the but, Dakotas. But we don't know what region, when they say regional, what does that mean? Regional office. Does it mean just Los Angeles or regions around? It could be the whole West Coast. I don't know. I know when I called up for the choice care, the number was for Washington, D.C. Yes, because you've gone up the chain of command and you landed in Washington, D.C. Montana is just Fort Harrison. That's it. Yeah, I got to call again. <laughs> I'm tired. This is what they do. My girlfriend said they wear you down. Yeah, they just keep, they just keep doing nothing. Anyway, because um, both of her kids are in the service. According to the IG report, 
Rubens had been a deputy undersecretary for field operations until she took over as director for Philadelphia Post in June 2014, replacing McKenrick. McKenrick told the IG he was told to take the Los Angeles position or lose his job. Graves, formerly director of the Veterans Benefits Administration's Eastern Area Office, now called the North Atlantic District, took over as director of the St. Paul position in October 2014. Waller, who had held that position, told investigators he had recently left it for the Baltimore position after Graves' subordinate told him his name had already been given to VA Secretary Bob McDonald for the job, and he was expected to take it. In addition to getting jobs the IG claims they pushed others out of, Rubens and Graves also got hundreds of thousands of dollars through a moving assistance program. Rubens got $274,000 in moving assistance. My wow. goodness, I could I could move like all of Butte for $274,000. <laughs> oh, Lord. Are you kidding me? Oh, the, have, oh, oh how horrible it must have been <laughs> to get $275,000, wow. pay like $5,000 to have all your, ship, all your stuff shipped. Uh, and then you keep the rest. It's it's quite a racket these people got for themselves, huh? Two hundred seventy-four thousand and Graves one hundred twenty-nine thousand. Rubens's windfall came in the form of the appraised value offer program, which pays an employee for the value of their home as an incentive for a job move. Gibson said in his letter that VA, a result of recent report findings effective October 1st, 2015, ceased offering the appraised value offer, AVO, program to its employees. Gibson also countered a comment Miller made in an October 16th letter to VA when the lawmakers said that neither he nor any member of this committee exerted any pressure on the department regarding accountability decisions in this case. This simply does not match up with the facts, Gibson said. The record reflects that you, the committee, and other members of Congress have already exhorted, ex, exhorted, it's a, really exhorted, not extorted, VA Secretary Bob McDonald to fire several named VA employees. I don't know what an, what's exhortation mean? It's, that's not a word I'm familiar with at all. Gibson quoted Miller as saying on September the 28th, that he encouraged McDonald to utilize every tool available to him to ensure that these VA managers and leaders, Rubens and Graves, are immediately held accountable for their actions. Gibson next quoted from Miller's October 16 public statement on Hickey's resignation, in which the lawmaker said Hickey leaves the department amid a damning report linking her to a scheme in which senior Veterans Benefits Administration officials abused their authority, resulting in the misuse of hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars. The deputy, <laughs> a deputy secretary told Miller that he and other committee members have made similar statements in the past when critical IG reports have been published. While lawmakers may not intend to advocate for a particular accountability decision, these statements clearly create the appearance of congressional pressure 
for the department to discipline particular employees in this matter, he said. Representative Curran Brown, well, you said that that was no more, they no longer had that program, but you paid them under that program. That's theft. That's what it is. Representative Corinne Brown, Democrat, Florida, the ranking Democrat on the committee, said she is concerned about the IG claims and conclusions, but also wants everything handled properly. VA employees need to have a process that is fair, she said. I understand the serious nature of this. I'm not urging a certain action, but that a suitable action be taken at the appropriate time. How about finding out who appropriated the funds for a program that, from a program that no longer existed to pay them, well, three, four hundred thousand dollars. The program was canceled. How did they get money from it? Or maybe they canceled it afterwards. I'm thinking. They did. Oh, good. I was thinking back. I said, wait a minute. No, was, they, they did. They said October 2015. Yeah, they did. They canceled it after they got caught with their hands in the cookie jar. I don't jar. know why. I've been reading so much about 2017 today. I think it's 2017. What? I, I'm serious. Uh, <laughs> why would you be reading about 2017? Because, like, Obaminus wants these base closures to go not only around now, but another round by before 2017 he won't even be in office well that's the problem with all this crap they don't have to be in office yeah he actually really does unless congress does it for him or the next person has to just go along with everything he wanted all those executive orders any this should be the number one question believe it or not i'm going to do it over the constitution what are you going to do your first day in office if I don't hear repeal all of Obama's executive orders that have anything to do or affect our citizens in any way, then don't vote for them. Because that's what needs to happen. How if, about if they're going to uphold his executive orders that are unconstitutional, then don't vote for them. I just, I mean, why would you? But but better than the other guy, the lesser of two evils. You know what happens when you vote for the lesser of two evils? You get evil. Not something you should vote for. Well, you can say that to appeal almost all executive orders. Why would I stop no, with no, his? No, no, no. There, there well, you don't have to. Every executive order that had any effect on citizens. The other, there's a bunch of other executive orders that are just interdepartmental memos, which is what they're supposed to be. If these bureaucracies that are unconstitutional did not exist, there is no way the president could be doing the things he's doing today. He wouldn't have the power. He would have nothing... No power domestically at all, except for putting down insurrections and uh, protect, protecting the states from invasion. That's it. Speaking of states' rights, what a segue. <laughs> I didn't even know that was coming. <laughs> you never listen to me when I introduce the show, do you? No, I think about something else. <laughs> he does, too. He sits next to me and he just, like, looks straight ahead. Excuse me. All right, states' rights. I know. I'm trying. I'm working on getting money so I can get a cough button, but I don't have one yet. Uh, states' rights from Newsmax. Get off the screen, fly. I hate flies on my screen. 
Texas sent agents to Planned Parenthood facilities on Thursday seeking documents, the group said, calling it a politically motivated move that comes on the heels of the state's Republican leaders barring it from receiving Medicaid money. Members of the Texas Office of Inspector General made an unannounced visit at Planned Parenthood health centers in Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio, staying in some cases for several hours and giving Planned Parenthood 24 hours to deliver thousands of pages of documents stored at its facilities across the state, the organization said. And that is absolutely states' rights to do so. Of course it is. They're the ones controlling the funding. It goes, the states actually do it. Federal money goes to the states, and the states, you know, the states actually have to, in charge of divvying it out. So the state, some of it's state money, some of it's federal money, mostly federal money, and nobody wants to lose the federal money. So if Texas actually does this, that's unprecedented. Well, that's what we were talking about, Common Core, too. Go for it, but then don't take any money. Understand you're not going to get any money. They're, right. they're going to right away say, well, we're going to pull your highway funds if you don't do this. Okay. They can say, uh, good, because we don't want your highway funds. Get out of my state. And you're not going to be taking... Texas ain't there yet. And you're not going to be taking any money from my citizens, so, you know, we'll figure out how to fix this. Sorry. <laughs> the 16th, highway. Sorry, 16th Amendment is legal. It's constitutional. They can't stop you from paying income tax. However, uh... They could say it's unconstitutional because the law they created is progressive and it doesn't treat everybody equal under the law. And no, that, that existed in the Constitution before the 14th Amendment. Stop. I hate people talking about the first. Oh, no, the courts already rejected that under the 14th Amendment. It's because some doofus like you made the argument under the 14th Amendment. Due process, equal protection under the law is, a con is what the Constitution is all about. The rule of law. It's amazing. People just don't understand this. I guess I, I remember when I didn't. So, I believe me, I don't think too harshly of the people that just haven't got the information, haven't got decided, I'm going to go and study the founding of the nation and the creation of the Constitution so I know what the hell it means. Uh, if you don't have time for that, just keep listening to the show. And if you want extras, like you're driving or something, you can get PatriotsPub.us. That's my historical project with two other scholars. And it it shows, it'll put into context everything you need to know and go through the Constitutional Convention day by day. Forty, it was uh, four months, <laughs> and it took us three and a half years. Not just for that, but before, after, and then I'd say a half a year. We probably spent half a year on slavery. All right. Uh, back to the Texas thing and Planned Parenthood. The Inspector General offline declined to comment, as did health officials. Inspector General agents were seen on local news report reports entering a Planned Parenthood facility in San Antonio. Texas, the most populous Republican-controlled U.S. state, said it would launch a probe of Planned Parenthood after the release of videos in July by anti-abortion 
activist group, Center for Medical Progress, in which a Planned Parenthood official is seen talking about transactions involving fetal tissue. Oh, involving live, viable tissues. But talking about selling baby parts. <clears throat> this article's a little nice for Newsmax. We believe this is a fishing expedition, Planned Parenthood of Texas Capital Region Chief Executive Officer Ken Lambrecht told a news conference in Austin calling the request politically motivated. No, Planned Parenthood is politically motivated. Funding of Planned Parenthood is politically motivated. Not funding something is good. Not spending the people's money is good. Lambrecht said Texas had requested that Planned Parenthood sees as unnecessary information, such as the home addresses of all its employees, as well as their salaries and bonuses. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said this week, the gruesome harvesting of baby body parts by Planned Parenthood will not be allowed, but the state has so far released no evidence of illegal activity by the group. They just started to investigate it. Well, let's put it this way. I am, as far as I'm concerned, it's a national organization, and the person talking about selling body parts offhand is business as usual across the board. It's a national organization. Therefore, you could just dump them for that. Well, it doesn't matter. We know that the national, because of fellow workers selling body parts and people acting like they normally buy body parts, like this is normal, uh, well, then it probably is normal <laughs> for Planned Parenthood. I, you don't need any reason to stop funding something that you're not supposed to be funding in the first place. There is nothing in the Constitution about putting money out for birth control, family planning, abortions, clinics, women's health. Uh, I could go on forever. Basically, everything this government is doing is unconstitutional. It's not supposed to be happening. If you like these socialist crap, then you do it in your own state. Like exactly. New York. Look, exactly. how, look how New York City is. I don't give a rat's behind what those people in New York City do to each other. I don't live there. I left. If you don't like where you're living, move. Get used to this concept. Because as the plan unfolds, states are going to start be popping up that are more and more attractive to you that you might want to migrate towards. Uh, so keep the idea as normal, moving, changing jobs, going where the money is, blah, 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 blah. That's how it normally used to be. If the government doesn't pay you to sit still, you have to find work, and you go wherever the work is. And we'll be back to that, but we'll also have an economy, so it'll be easy to find work. Just like it is right now in North Dakota, go there. They didn't close down the wells, they're still pumping. Natural gas is supposed to be down this year uh, by people that are supplied with natural gas. It's supposed to go down, I forget how many percent, but it comes out to about $21 a month per family that you'll save with the price that's come, that has come down in natural gas. So see, you're saving money, right? You can take that $21 and, and, and put it towards something you really want, like a membership to the NRA. But I got to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned. We will be right back.
to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it, what is in it, what is in it. Thank you for caring so much about our health and welfare. Oh, 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 be careful, Mr. President. There is a cliff here. You know what? Maybe this isn't going to help. Maybe you're better off not having the surgery, but taking the painkiller. No, no, I need a pacemaker. Make no mistake about it. President Obama and the Democrats who supported Obamacare began throwing seniors off the cliff back on March 30th, 2010, when they voted to cut Medicare's budget by $575 billion. Don't worry, Grandma. We've got you. Here are the facts the president doesn't want you to know about how Obamacare will impact the health and welfare of your loved ones. Obamacare puts into law the ominous Independent Payment Advisory Board, which is a medical services rationing board, about which the Wall Street Journal reported, for the first time an unelected group will be empowered to limit health spending for the vulnerable elderly. In plain English, that means, as a result of the passage of Obamacare, based on factors such as your age and eligibility, 15 faceless bureaucrats will be making life and death decisions on whether or not you and your loved ones will receive the care you need and deserve as a doctor and as an American. That is simply unacceptable. The Congressional Budget Office originally estimated that Obamacare would cost taxpayers $938 billion and then just 10 months later revised those costs upwards to $1.45 trillion. Medicare is already on life support, and now Congress wants you to entrust them with the nation's entire health care system. You know he's right. I'm Dr. Chris Held, and all of us agree. Medicare needs to be reformed, but it needs to be reformed in a way that will allow the next generation of seniors to choose the health plan that suits them best. I'm Dr. Jane Hughes. We understand that reform doesn't begin or end with our nation's seniors. If Obamacare is not stopped, your family's insurance decisions and major medical decisions will be decided for you by a small group of politically appointed government bureaucrats. We're not politicians. We're doctors. And as doctors, we don't treat Republicans or Democrats. We treat people. The first step to reform of America's health care system is repeal, repeal of the highly politicized and deeply flawed Obamacare. To see firsthand what true patient-centered health care reform looks like, please join us at AmericanDoctorsForTruth.org. Help us reform the system while protecting your health care from arbitrary government controls. Let's do it right this time. Coming soon, 
John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Uh, what shall we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists. We see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble. And not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say... Uh, Defeated. 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 There's no other way. Okay, and welcome back to the Cooperative Radio Show. And we're back to Texas. It seems like at least once a show we're going to Texas. <laughs> well, things are starting to happen there, and it's heartening. But, you know, like I said, Texas isn't there yet. So everybody calling for secession, it's not time. If you really want to succeed, I, I don't recommend it. You're certainly constitutionally allowed. Uh, but you'll be cut off. You won't have any trade. I mean, it's, you're gonna what? Just trade with Mexico? <laughs> uh, it, it would be, it would be a bonehead move to secede, especially when there's a movement to take back the Republic and restore it. You'll want to be here for that. You want to be part of that. Here, here's an idea. Why don't you be the first state, Texas? It's, Texas think they're all that. You should be the first state to declare your constitutional sovereignty. Yeah, I'm going to keep pushing you guys to get to work because we got a lot of work to do. And I don't know how long this plateau is going to last. Back, so, uh, Lambrecht said Texas had requested that Planned Parenthood seize as unnecessary information such as the home addresses of all its employees, as well as their salaries and bonuses. I know that wasn't good English, but I didn't write it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said this week, the gruesome harvesting of baby body parts by Planned Parenthood will not be allowed, but the state has so far released no evidence of illegal activity by the group. Planned Parenthood, which has denied any wrongdoing, accused Abbott of grandstanding in launching the searches. In a letter to Planned Parenthood clinics in the state this month, Texas health officials said all funding from Medicaid, the government health care program for the poor, has been cut because of what is characterized as program violations captured on videos. Arkansas and Louisiana, two neighboring states that have launched similar moves to cut state Medicare funding, have been on the losing end of federal lawsuits with judges blocking their attempt to halt funds. Again, how could a judge stop you from blocking funds unless you listen to them? Who are they going to send after you? They don't have the jurisdiction to tell the legislation 
how to spend the people's money only the people do not the courts this has nothing to do with the courts medicaid is an unconstitutional program anyway if you're going to rely on the courts we're going to lose the courts are part of the problem not part of the solution from cnsnews.com um, um, um. <clears throat> attorneys general for texas kansas and louisiana filed a joint lawsuit thursday against the federal government in district court for the northern district of texas over what they claim is an unconstitutional obamacare tax that will cost the 50 states more than 14 billion dollars over the next decade in march states were first notified by the centers for medicare and medicaid services cms that they would be assessed a health insurance provider's fee a lump sum on all covered health insurance providers collectively starting at 8 billion total in 2014 and increasing to 14.3 billion by 2018 according to the lawsuit the purpose of the fee was to generate revenue from windfall congress expected insurers to receive by increasing enrollment under obamacare to help pay for the law subsidies the purpose of the fee was to generate revenue from windfall congress expected insurers to receive by increasing enrollment under obamacare to help pay for the law's subsidies i had to read that twice especially you millennials out there young ones you need to pay attention to this you're you're the ones that are going to be paying for us old farts to have health care you don't need it <laughs> you just need catastrophic health insurance you'll be fine uh you know old people need it and so you're going to be paying just like you are going to be for social security i'm sorry there's really nothing you can do about it right now you have to get on the program and i've noticed i i keep gaining and losing losing young people on this show if you're here to to hear how wonderful you are forget about it i don't care who you are if you're here for the truth you'll get the truth if you don't like the truth you can do what everybody else did and turn the channel the White House has been forced to downgrade its Obamacare enrollment projections to just 10 million people by 2016, less than half of the 21 million enrollees previously estimated by Congressional Budget Office. It matters not. All those people are going to pay fines, fees, tax to the government. Robert said it's a tax. I say it's a tax. Either way, it's revenue, and it had to start in the House, and it didn't. So get behind that lawsuit that's going to the Supreme Court. They're going to say whatever they want anyway. They, they, they're in the end game. They almost have complete and total power over us. And once they do, they'll just drop the hammer. However, the federal national government is threatening to cut off Medicaid and Children's Health Insurance Program funding to states that refuse to pay the fee. Guess what? Those are unconstitutional. I don't care how much you like kids. It's unconstitutional. That's chip, unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows for the taking care of anybody. 
The governments of that national government is supposed to take care of nothing except foreign matters. That's it. Did you say hour two? Hour two. <laughs> it's hour two of the Uncooperative Radio Show. It's right in front of me, too. <laughs> I know. That's why I brought it up, because I knew you didn't. They, my friend, Deb, that I do the Women of the Revolution show with, her and her husband own a small business. They employ one person, and her fine, she got a notification, her fine for not having health insurance because they can't afford it, is $2,500 this year. Yep, it's a percentage of your income uh, with a capped minimum. And you know what she said? That's going to happen to us this next time we file for taxes. You know what she said? I'm going to jail. I said, me too. I don't have the money. No, we don't. I only ha I have the VA, so I won't go to jail. But I don't know. I'm just telling you, the more there's been national discussion about the VA and improving it, it's gotten worse. It's only gotten worse. The more government gets involved with anything, the worse it gets. That's the best I can tell from personal experience. Uh, here's an idea. We shouldn't have the government, the national government, in charge of health care. There is no power over health care. There is no power over marriage. I could go on forever, but listen to the show. You'll, you'll get pieces of it here and there. Can't give it all up at once. All right, by uh, functionally requiring, oh, wait, wait, yeah, I did, um, pay fee. More than 72 million people were enrolled in Medicare and CHIP as of July, according to CMS. By functional, I bet a lot of them are illegal aliens. You want to bet? Well, again, this is a state's rights issue. If they want to have Medicaid in or some form of a state, Look, you it's can up vote, to them. You can vote to spend your money however you like. That's what the great thing about the Constitutional Republic is. The national government, it's not one size fits all. We reject one size fits all. We have rejected it. This is unconstitutional. Every state gets to do its own thing. You, because the people that vote for it are going to pay for it. And that's how it should be. And if you're a real progressive nut, well, go move to where all the rest of the progressive nuts are. And if you're conservative and you're in a progressive nut state, move to a conservative state that's the migration that will naturally occur and then what will happen considering we got back to the constitution is the ones that that don't come around we're going to have to deal with because the government's going to still try and give them money so we can't give the national government the money to begin with so they can't give it to them that's got to be settled too because they're not going to go away just like that. And they'll go away in your state immediately as long as your governor uh, enforces it and keeps them out. They'll stay out. They'll go elsewhere. Maybe they'll try and make a stand. I don't think so. I think it's going to be bigger than Bundy Ranch. People are going to come from everywhere to defend us. Uh, so I don't, I, I'm not worried about that at all. I, I do hate that they keep getting rid of veterans, moving them to a status that they have post-traumatic stress disorder, and so they may never own a firearm ever again. This is happening con consistently. They're afraid of the vets. It said, it said so to a member from the Department of Homeland Security. Veterans comprise one of the biggest domestic terrorist threats. 
to the country, which is wrong. What they, what they mean is to the government, to the national government. You darn right it is. And to all the people that want to live off our money, you darn right it is. <sighs> By functionally requiring that the plaintiff states reimburse managed care organizations for payment of tax liabilities, the United States has imposed those taxes on the states, representing an unconstitutional delegation of Congress's legislative power, the lawsuit contends. The federal government has also failed to provide the states clear notice on the conditions of accepting federal funding in violation of a Supreme Court ruling that states that the principles of federalism require conditions on congressional funds given to states must enable a state official to clearly understand from the language of the law itself what conditions the state is agreeing to when accepting federal funds. Now, this is nonsensical. <laughs> this is unnecessary. Back. It is unnecessary. Just don't take no money from the Say. national government. You are entitled to nothing from the national government. None. No state, no town, no person. Just say no. Right. No. Right. The 2010 Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, is completely silent as to whether states must pay the health insurance provider's fee to the federal government through their Medicaid and CHIP-managed care organizations or risk loss of their federal Medicaid and CHIP funds for managed care, the lawsuit points out, all of which are unconstitutional. So bye-bye. State can do what it wants with state money. No money goes to the states from the national government. That's the way it's supposed to work. Don't worry. We're going to repeal the 16th along with the 17th and the 14th so that you won't have to pay federal income tax at all. What do you think of that? Much better than the fair tax, don't you think? which requires repealing the 16th Amendment, and then the idiot is going to give you a, what? A sales tax? Taxation? That's even worse than income tax. And I, I've heard the argument. It's idiotic. It's juvenile. Some of the people helping me, I really wish weren't helping me. Some of the people, in other words, on my side are not helping. Unconstitutional. Simple. Nothing more. Don't take any money from the government because you're not supposed to get it. Don't give them any unconstitutional money. And again, fair tax people, grow up. For the fair tax, again, you have to repeal the 16th Amendment. So why would you impose a new tax on the American people? Even worse, a consumption tax. What are we, the United Kingdom? What's next, a VAT tax? I had enough of funding this government. How about a no tax? Repeal the 16th, and now the government has to get its taxes from the state governments. They have to answer for the funds. That's the way it was supposed to work. That's the way we want it to go back to. We do not need a convention of states at this time, since we are not complying with any part of the United States Constitution, as far as I can see. Really, you think, uh, does your town borrow money? Eh, unconstitutional. Does your state borrow money? Eh, unconstitutional. It says it clearly. You don't even need an interpreter. Shall not emit bills of credit. That, a bill of credit, would be a bond under current issuance. Bonds by state and local governments are unconstitutional. 
because they're they're stated as not being able to borrow. There's a reason because we paid off all the state debt and we want did not want them to go into debt again, but they did, which is unconstitutional. Notice the national government doesn't go, hey, you can't borrow. No, 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 they let them borrow. <laughs> if it's unconstitutional, they're all for it. All right. The three states also want the federal government to refund the money they have already paid for costs associated with the fee. $84.6 million for Texas, $31.3 million for Louisiana, and $32.8 million for Kansas. This threat to cut Medicaid funding to Texans unless the state continues to pay hundreds of millions in taxes to Washington amounts to the very gun to the head the Supreme Court warned about in earlier rulings on Obamacare. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton sent a statement. The cut Medicaid? Why do you care? It's unconstitutional. We covered that. Right, stop paying hundreds of millions of dollars to Washington, and then you won't care if they give any money back to you. Yes, I know. States like Montana that are receiver states. I hate that. Uh, we benefit from it because we live off your tax dollars. And that's not what I want. When we go back, when we repeal the 16th, the way it works is by appropriation based on the census. In other words, for every person, you get a vote, right? In the House of Representatives. For X amount of persons, you get a representative, right? Texas has plenty of them. Montana has one. <clears throat> but I want to go back to it. So basically, if you, you know, it's, it's based on, it goes back to the original text in the Constitution. The states will pay them based on appropriations of how many people are in their state, just like they do for the representation for the House. Places like Texas and California have a lot of illegal aliens that have representatives because whether they mean to represent illegal aliens or not, they are, because the census counts everybody, including illegal aliens. Now, this is good for California and Texas right now because it only applies to how many people they have in the House. However, when we repeal the 16th, ho-ho, things change. Now you have to pay also based on how many people you have. See, there's a downside. Now you have to pay for those people to be there. Do you really want to pay for illegal aliens to be in your state? That will end that problem. We have solutions on this show, and I tell it to you all the time. I haven't found any new solutions that are better than the one I already have. And no... Mark Levin should open his mind and expand his horizons and stop thinking like a lawyer. And he would realize that the Convention of States both is moving too soon and moving too late. If this was done 50 years ago, maybe. Not today. Nobody understands the Constitution. Nobody lives under the Constitution. They want to change the Constitution where it isn't broken. And yes, Mark Levin's Liberty Amendments all do that. They codify illegal behavior into the Constitution. What is they are doing illegally now would be legal, but controlled under the Liberty Amendment. That's I don't want it controlled. I, they're not allowed to do it. 
See, you got to move on, Mark. Mark, what else can you do? Stop saying there's nothing else. You know that's not true. I know you know that's not true. My plan will work. And no, I'm not calling up Mark Levin. If I can get him, if I can get him to interview me, I, I'll go on his show. I'll put out some feelers for him and Savage, see what they, see how they feel about it. The Mark Levin one, though, that's gonna, that's gonna be a kind of a touch and go one because of his liberty amendments that I completely oppose. I thought of the amendment, the convention of the states, over a decade ago. I knew it wasn't going to work, and I had to think of something else. And so we did. Take back your state from the ground up. All right, so uh, back to this Medicaid for Texans, I guess. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. I think I'll move on. There's nothing really important in here. I'm, I'm kind of speed reading it. Huge overstep authority, blah, blah, blah. Uh, demonstrated their willingness to circumvent the Constitution, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, every state is in violation of the Constitution. Every locality is in violation of the Constitution. I, I don't know what to tell you. I took an oath to uphold the Constitution from both threats domestic and abroad, and that is for life. And I will continue to do so. I am an oath keeper. No, I didn't have to take a new oath. The one I took to go into the military was just fine. I also think we took an oath in military school. Uh, but whatever the case may be, I'm, I have certainly proved that I have no other intention but to uphold the Constitution. Whether it's good for me or bad for me, it doesn't matter. Well, before you go on, that's what we were talking about the other day. Like I'm trying to remember. Oh, somebody was screaming about the sanctuary cities. <laughs> and, oh, it, it was Mark Levin. Lawlessness, he kept saying. Lawlessness, I'm telling you. There's lawlessness going on in this country. And I looked at you and I said, them having, they don't have to listen to the federal government, the cities. They're following the Constitution. Even though we don't like it. What because, do you mean they're following the Constitution? Well, because the um, immigration has to do with states and, and cities. Well, states. There's no power in the Constitution granting immigration to the national government. Exactly. So, by them doing if this. That is left to the state and the people, respectively, not to the cities and towns. No, no, no. The next the states are supposed to be in charge of it, not local towns. and No. That would, that would be crazy. Can you imagine every local city and town bringing in their own immigrants? I understand that, but because the state is not allowing the cities to do that in their state, they're actually... No, they're allowing, it. they're allowing them not to deport illegal aliens is what they're doing. They're not immigrants. They're illegal aliens. Well, I was talking about bringing in legal immigrants. That is the job of the state, not the federal government, unless we amend the Constitution. That's the way it is. But what you brought up is a really good point. That just following the Constitution might not be good for us. We might not like it, but it's the law of the land. Right. And it, but if there were sanctuary states, I would be, I'd be on board, but the municipalities have to answer to the state. 
Otherwise, think about it. We'd have to have uh, included in the Constitution things about state and county governments and city governments. No. That's the state's problem. All while complying with the Constitution. See, the states are complying with the Constitution. They impose that upon all the localities underneath them, all the governments underneath the state, are covered when the Constitution says the state. It means all the people, all the governments of the state. They're not going to sit here and go, and if you make a town, and if you make a city, and... Constitution wasn't designed to be a billion pages long. It's designed to be short, sweet, and limiting. And it is. If it doesn't say the government can do it, they can't. Oh, wait, I shouldn't say that word can't. They can, and they are, but it's illegal. Okay, so another example. If the states decide they're going to be sanctuary states, and you and I... We don't. I. I'm. No. I know you're wrong with me. I don't want immigration at all. Well, and we got, we got to stop it for a while. And that's exactly what Savage. <coughs> he has a 23 point plan to get back the republic in his new book, and oh, one of God. it, one of it is to stop immigration. 23 points, really. <laughs> one of it. Take is, back your cover from the ground up. One of it is to stop immigration for seven years completely. Yeah, I know that. And I'm for that. Just I'm stop not for it. his plan. No. <laughs> but anyway, and again. And again he doesn't address none of the hosts, well, not even Mark Levin, will admit that the federal government has no power to make immigration law. Uh, Scalia mentioned it in an offhand remark in one of his decisions by saying that, yeah, well, the people never gave the power of immigration to the national, to the federal government. He's federal government. Uh, but they, they took it, they took the power on their own and the people have accepted it, rightly so. That's your that's your wonderful Supreme Court, you conservatives. That that's your that's your guy. Everybody loves Scalia. Of all the conservatives, I keep telling them I don't like Scalia. This is why he's not a consist he's not consistent on the Constitution at all. He's just not. And when you say something like that, the government took it, and rightly so. I'll give you rightly so. I wanted to smack him if he was in the room. I would have. Yeah, I know. I go to jail. Who cares? I got to smack Scalia. And when they asked me why I'm in, I, I struck a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, I'll be a hero. <laughs> we got to go to break. Send cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy 
policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 Grandma, can you come out and play? Sure, Ellie. Oh my, you might want to come here and help Grandma. What's the matter, Grandma? Can't you stand? Oh, sorry, honey. It's my knees. They don't work the way they used to. Does this ever happen to you? Are you on Medicare? You may qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Call the health hotline to see if you qualify. Our friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have braces for your shoulder, ankle, or back pain. And if you're covered by Medicare, you may qualify for free delivery. Grandma, slow down. I can't keep up. Maybe you can use a knee brace too, Ellie. (laughs) Catch me if you can, kiddo. Call now to get your pain-relieving knee brace. 800-368-6704. 800-368-6704. That's 800-368-6704. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details, not available in all states. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. Okay, and... Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Okay, before we go on, this is what I want to clarify. So, 
You and I don't want any in, any immigration at all. Illegal, legal, none. But No, 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 no. I'm for legal. After a period of moratorium to deal with the immigrants we already have here, once that is taken care of, and I'm not going to put a time frame on it, until that's taken care of, there will be no more immigration. Right, because they're firing our people and putting in immigrants. Well, that's the other thing. You're not going to get, you're just not going to get the visa. You're going to have to deal with the state government now. And then I've got to put up with that crap. That's the national government. Corruption goes away again. It, there okay. are too many here right now, and there's going to be a bunch more with these Muslims, which I'm, I would deport. Okay, but if a state decides that they want to be, like you're saying, a sanctuary state... You get, they can certainly be, if they're willing to pay for it. Whether we That's like... That's why we have to get rid of the 16th Amendment, so they have to pay for every person in their state. Then They won't want those immigrants. Exactly, but I'm saying that they're constitutionally allowed to do that, whether we like it or not. They're constitutionally allowed to do what? With the, in the immigration, the state. Whether we like it or not, because it's, it's under the Constitution. It's no, it's not under the. It's left. It's a, it's if you must have the the Bill of Rights, uh, that would be you know Tenth Amendment, the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. And again, both apply, if, not just the if tenth. we go back to the Constitution, there's going to be things that people don't like. Oh, but tough. Lots of things some people <laughs> all the prods will hate it. Uh, all the ones living off the government will hate it. All the ones that were paying taxes and not living off the government will love it because they'll be keeping more of their money in their pockets where it belongs. I think you have a button to push, don't you? I do. Oh, then do it. Now, have you ever stopped to wonder why the world's in such a mess? Why there's so much mindless mayhem on the TV and the press? Why so many busy businessmen are snapping from the stress? And the rest of us are jogging from depression. Now, has it ever once occurred to you or ever crossed your mind that the problems of this nation are created by design? That no matter what they tell you, there's another bottom line intertwined between the patterns of deception. Since our eyes were first opened and our ears began to hear, they've been hurting us like cattle through our fantasies and fears. They move us through illusion and confusion of the mind, and by changing subtle meanings to the words between the lies. It's the news behind the news. Okay, thank you. Call Clang Clang with a K.com. And of course, that's time for the news behind the news. And the last parodies we played were all from Paul Shanklin, Shanklin.com. Thank you. From CNSNews.com, Attorney General Loretta Lynch on Wednesday recognized 279 Justice Department employees for distinguished public service, giving up honors to the team responsible for, quote, the thorough investigation of the Ferguson, Missouri Police Department. What? I, know. I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> Brian does top honors. <laughs> honors to bureaucrats. There are no honors for bureaucrats. And to go after what the investigation into what? Lawless, black, poor welfare communities full of violence? Gee, they're all over the country. Everywhere the people live off the government, there's violence and drugs. 
and babies out of wedlock. Well, but my take on the news behind uh, this news... Are, there's, you don't, don't get anything for being a bureaucrat. This, this is top... You don't get to do that. Oh, man. This is rewarding certain behavior so that it continues. That's correct. Why do we want... Why do we... First of all, if that was their job, why are they getting an award for it? Here's an idea. Don't we expect people to do their job anymore? Your award, your reward is your paycheck. You know that, right? You're not deserving of awards. You're deserving of awards if you do something outstanding compared to everybody else of your peers. But this, this usually goes to, uh, private citizens, right? They are private citizens working for the government. 279 Justice Department employees. We call it the Injustice Department. And yet, they're giving awards out to each other. Wow. See the book. They can add that to the resume. They can put it up on their wall. Look, I got an award. I was but so th good. This you were so bad, you got a reward. That, that should be a curse. You see those awards from now on? Piss on them. This is exactly what they do in any totalitarian government. They award people for... Doing the wrong things. Right. So that they do whatever the government tells them to do. Like good little children. Well, they pretty much do as long as they're getting a paycheck. They've been doing it for my whole life and longer. Anyway, 16 Department of Injustice employees received the Attorney General's Award for Exceptional Service. Wait a minute. Who's the Attorney General? Loretta Lynch, right? She's a commie. I want everyone to understand that they did, they just got a medal from the Department of Injustice full of commies and it's their highest award for employee performance for doing all the wrong things <laughs> oh goody people are so they always always fall for it look at the nazis and what they did with the jews look at uh, the jews that helped them do it among other things lynch praised the team for calming the community when did that happen Oh, you got to be kidding me. Last I heard, there's still rioting all over the country. Oh, well, thanks. For, you put it all blah, blah, blah. No, you nothing. It's still... No, no. They're still doing it. Now we got Black Lives Matter. And a got... Oh, it turns out, I told everybody how racist black people were. I know you didn't believe me. But maybe when you heard the response to Black Lives Matter and conservative message of All Lives Matter... They rejected that notion of all lives matter and attacked us. And they're sticking with black lives matter. See, to them, only black lives matter. They don't give a rat's behind about white people or Hispanic people. And by the way, they don't like homos either. So you might want to watch out who you're teaming up with. Because when the time comes and things change, they're in charge. I got bad news for you. It's going to be the communists throwing you off a building, or it's going to be the muzzies throwing you off a building. But that's going to happen. Good. I get to play this little clip. I'm going to push another button. King Samir Shabazz is the new Black Panther Party's Philadelphia leader. This new Panther version of black power does not include white participation. I hate white people. All of them. Every last iota of a cracker, I hate it. We didn't come out here to play today. There's too much serious business going on in the black community.
opportunity to be out here sliding through South Street with white, dirty, cracker horse on our arm, and we call ourselves black men with African garb on. What the hell is wrong with you, black men? You had a doom day with a white jewel on your damn arm. You want freedom? You're gonna have to kill some crackers. The gift that keeps on giving. You know, if I really wanted to, I could get all news statements by him because he's he makes these same outrageous kind of remarks everywhere he goes. Uh, but really, I think that says it all, doesn't it? Hey, calming the community. Oh, my God. Among other things, let's praise the team for calming the community, setting the framework for improving police practices. I think, you know what, those animals want to be animals. I say let them be animals. Go. Here, here, you know what? We'll buy you guns. <laughs> we'll give them to you. But the police aren't going to be here anymore. They're going to be in a station, nice and safe, that's armed. And they're, they'll leave from there when needed, when called by the people to help. Basically draw a chalk line around who they just shot, because either the bad guy's going to shoot the good guy, or the good guy's going to shoot the bad guy, but somebody's getting shot. And what will happen is the good guys outnumber the bad guys, so sooner or later, they'll take the upper hand, and the bad guys will be dwindling in numbers, because, well, you're killing them, and they can't even have babies anymore. Oh, I know. I'm calling for the killing of black No, I'm not. <laughs> they're, I'm saying they're killing each other now. But they're not going to put up with them. Uh, when we go back to the Constitution, they will not accept it. They will fight this. They will not accept it. They will be part of the problem. So you, we're going to have to be careful of these black communities. But then again, they're all in big cities. So if they're surrounded by Prague, so what damage could they do? Not to conservatives. Well, if you live there, move. And if you, there's a bunch of conservative gun owners there, then, well, then kick out the violent black people or the violent brown people or the violent white people even. I don't care. I don't much like skinheads, as a matter of fact. Neo-Nazis are nothing but a bunch of doofuses. I know, doofus I. I don't know. It sounds too nice for them. Too civil for you? I, the, look, the biker movement when it started it was about freedom. Yep. It was about riding riding around, seeing the country, being free. And that's what it was all about. And it was hijacked by a bunch of criminals. And then lately, you know, the last decade or so, maybe two, I'm old. Uh, you know, Harley Davidson kind of took that back too with the Harley Davidson Owners Group, uh, where you get colors and everything when you buy your Harley. So now there's a whole bunch of Harley people and bikers that are lawyers and doctors and all kinds of stuff. Not to say that lawyers and doctors weren't part of outlaw biking in the past, because actually where I grew up, they were. The pagans were nothing but doctors and lawyers, and they were the most violent biker gang there was. Kind of weird. I know, but there it is. But basically, Harley Davids has now been run up into, into La La Land and costs, and uh, every Prague owns one. It just, you know. There's nothing, there's nothing cool about owning a Harley anymore because, well, you know, everybody owns one. But, hey, 
it's still fun to ride, but I, I know for a fact I could ride cheaper on a Jap bike that looks as cool or cooler than a Harley-Davidson. Is a V-twin. Same sound, same rumble, same fun. Uh, you can usually get the Jap bikes almost half the cost of a Harley-Davidson. I just saw it the other day, and I was like, wow, it's a nice Harley. My friend's like, where's Yamaha? I'm like, you're kidding me. I mean, right down to the chrome air cleaner, it looked like a Harley engine in there. And the forks look like uh, the forks off a, uh Electroglide. It was really nice. And, uh yeah, I, if I could pay less for that, I would. Oh, don't you want to buy American? Not what American too expensive for me to buy. We're not talking, you know, a couple dollars here. We're talking thousands of dollars. I can't afford to throw that around just because it's a Harley Davidson. Well, in the real market, we would control the market by our purchases. And Harley Davidson will either lower its prices to increase the amount of people that buy it, or they will not, based on a, a decision they'll have to make about their business. Is it is this elitism working for them? Will that does that make them more money or less? That that's what they base that off of. And obviously, they're making more money, not less. Everybody wants a Harley still. Every the wannabes, they all want a Harley. I don't understand it. I had a V four. I I loved my V four, which I think is obviously much better than a V twin. Uh, Honda motorcycle. It was a rat bike. I mean, I stripped all Honda crap off it and stuff. I rode with biker gangs and I partied with them. No one ever bothered my bike, even though it wasn't a Harley because it was cool. I'd modify foot pegs and put out, you know, uh, <laughs> I had no seed. I used to have to put a piece of cardboard to stop the bolt, the head bolt that comes through the plastic from burning my backside. And the, let's see, I remember running over the exhaust as it fell off. Uh, I had my headlight assembly and gears all tied on with rope. It was cool. Everybody commented on it. And this has what to do about Ferguson? I don't know. I'm just talking. It started somewhere. It just went off <laughs> in a different direction. Uh, I just kind of vented on Harley Davidson and the whole biking scene. Okay, you don't uh, have to do this paragraph because everybody knows what the hell happened in Ferguson. Go on to the next paragraph immediately. Immediately? Immediately. Immediately. Following the shooting, the department's civil rights division began criminal and civil investigations to uncover and analyze the facts surrounding the shooting and the broader practices of the Ferguson Police Department. Did they put on their super uniforms? Yes. These reports are widely read, were published in the most prominent news sources around the world, and were received as credible by community members and law enforcement alike. I have never seen these reports, have you? I, I don't even know where the Civil Rights Division is. It's part of the department. They're, they're kind of investigating themselves, which is why that didn't work out for them. No, no, no. The, the Civil Rights Division is from the DOJ. No, it's not. The Department's Civil Rights Division. Oh, gotcha. Okay. As in Police I know, Department. I know the DOJ has one, too. The, the Department of Injustice doesn't have anything but the Department of Injustice. 
So the Civil Rights Division began criminal and civil investigations. These reports were widely read. The work of the recipients not only calmed the community, it set the framework for groundbreaking project to improve police practices and police and community relations. Cops, look. Don't, this is ridiculous. Look, if you live in a ghetto and you're a criminal, they, cops are not your friend. But if you live in a ghetto and you're not a criminal, cops are your friend. And you better understand, I don't care if you're black. Overwhelmingly, that is the case. I worked in the ghettos for seven years. I know. And the cops are not the enemy. The enemy is your fellow citizens. That You're killing each other. It's black-on-black -black crime for the most part. It's not cops. The overwhelming majority of black people are killed by black people. But they didn't do any of this. They didn't calm anything. I know. This is improve community Susan, relations. This is spin. You understand spin, right? It's just political spin. The team honored by Lynch produced a 102-page report in March that was sharply critical of Ferguson police, courts, and municipal government. Among other things, it accused local police of racial bias. That's absolute nonsense. Believe me. Uh, it comes down to everybody you meet in a ghetto is not a nice person. There are some. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a different world. And there's a culture of crime that conflicts with police. Period. I don't care what color they are. Even black officers have been brought up on charges of shooting black citizens. That happened in Minnesota, I think, and they just put it under the rug. It just, like, went away. Yeah, well, it always does. Just like uh, when it's inconvenient, someone's a white Hispanic and not a Hispanic. I'm a white Hispanic. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she actually is. She's been designated <laughs> by the federal been, government been, yes, to be a white Hispanic. <laughs> After this, that became a real thing. Do you? I was like, where the hell did they come up with white Hispanic? No, that was after uh, Trayvon Martin. I'm, I'm just saying, it was after the shootings. And I then mean, they made it legal, like it's a legal term. Uh, well, <laughs> stupid. Ferguson's approach to law enforcement both reflects and reinforces racial bias, including stereotyping. No, you living in the ghetto does. Uh, everybody in the ghetto is a, is a potential criminal. Everybody. That's the way it is. And overwhelmingly, they are. This isn't like, oh, racial bias. No, it's called uh, ghetto bias. You're all poor, welfare, uh, or and or drug dealing, violent pieces of crap. Are there good people? There are good people everywhere. Overwhelmingly, no. They obviously lost the battle to the bad guys because the bad guys run the ghettos. They control who lives and who dies. Whose store gets messed up and, you know, protection, or who doesn't? Everything in the ghetto is a different world. It, illegal is normal. Legal is unusual. It's, it's again, upside-down world. I've been saying that every show now. Ferguson's approach to law enforcement both makes me sick. No. <laughs> the Department of Justice makes me sick. I don't care who they are, black or white. But here's one thing. How come we never had such lawlessness in the Department of Injustice until black people were in charge of it? Just saying. Last guy holder, black. Loretta Lynch, black. Well, it's a common thread. Pull on it. 
the other thing about this is, again, they're going to be encouraging. Well, now, good little kitties, you get the reward for doing this. Make sure you continue to investigate them all the time so that we can place rules upon them and the federal government will slowly own the police department. They have federalized the police force at this point, and that's another crime, and it needs to be ended. This isn't a policeman's fault. The police state's not the individual officer's fault, although certainly some of them have contributed to it. When their training but has to. I would say a minority of them contributed to it, but unfortunately they rise to high, rise to high power and uh, it spreads. There's, there's no way to fix that except to stop paying people that are poor to stay poor. That's what welfare does. No one's leaving welfare. They couldn't afford to leave welfare. It's financially idiotic to leave welfare. You'll never make the, you got no skills. You never make the money you're making on welfare. You'll never get the benefits you're getting on welfare. It just won't happen. Plus, you have to pay for child care because you're going to have to drop off your kids somewhere where you can go to work. All these things, they don't have to pay and they get money, food stamps, uh, they get rental. They, they pay for everything. Everything's paid for by the government as long as there's not a man in the house. That's why there's never a man in the apartment when I walk in. Well, I won't say never. Rarely. <laughs> rarely. It's usually all women, especially in the newer ghettos of New York City. The older one, like Harlem, they still had some pride, man. They, they, there were working people there, still working there. They want to rebuild Harlem. That used to be a, a shining place for New York City. I mean, it was a, it was a big place for jazz music and clubs. And white people used to go up there, go to them all the time because it's, same with the comedy. Uh, what do you call it? It's right on 110 Broadway, the Orpheus Theater, something like that. Apollo Apollo Theater, Theater right. <laughs> Orpheus Apollo. That is close. <laughs> no, it's not. Look up Orpheus. <laughs> kind of close. Uh, anyway, uh, the Apollo Theater is famous. You see, Now all you see is black people, uh, black comedians and black people in the audience. It, some, you get some token white people. But that was like a long time ago. I was like 1994 or something when I was there. But, and I saw the 110 Broadway project where all the people were having all these sidewalks sell, selling all this stuff. Oh, it, was, it was great. Uh, Giuliani did fantastic with um, changing the ghetto environment, getting more people to own homes, real houses. Uh, Businesses started again. Businesses buy the black people from the community benefit. No charge. They were allowed to sell whatever they wanted at one time Broadway on the sidewalks. Done. The sidewalks are big enough. You can set up whole tables and still walk around, walk by them. <laughs> I, could, I used to drive on the sidewalks with the ambulance. So, what? It's the fastest way to get somewhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, that was that was a bit of a field. Let's just say we're sick of the Department of Injustice. I really am. I can't stand it anymore. It's just killing me. Uh, I, we went from one piece of crap to another. It, it, and the funny thing was, the skin color said the same, only the gender changed. So this time we're doubling down on you not being able to say anything bad about the Department of Injustice because now you're talking bad about a black woman. Not a black man, a black woman. They doubled down! I'm going to go to a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. The path to 
restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. That's the reason I'm running for president because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. And now, Halloween at the Obama household. Trick or treat! Hey, how are your kids doing? I guess you want some candy. Yeah! But uh, first, I think you'll agree, we need some uh, fundamental fairness in candy distribution. What? We need to spread the candy around so that it's fair for everyone. Uh, okay. See, it uh, works like this. First, I'll take all of you. Whoops. Uh, there's no calls for alarm. We have everything under control. Uh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Because you got to have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia, who served by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. For too long... Our nation has been governed by politicians in Washington, D.C., detached from the people. For too long, our nation has been governed by politicians in Washington, D.C., detached from the people, and out of touch with our concerns. Madam Speaker, President of the United States. 
dictating how we are supposed to live our lives, eliminating our freedoms, and binding our children and grandchildren to lives buried in debt. This country will go back. Only 36,000 people lost their jobs. You're sitting here and you're, you are laughing about some of these problems. Are you my star? <laughs> you have awakened the sleeping giant. Would you leave us alone? We call it AstroTurk. We have always been, and we, I believe, continue to be, a nation of cowards. There have been times where America's shown arrogance. We're going to have to have a majority. If you can't get 60 votes off, uh, then the bill goes away. We have to pass the bill so that you can find out what is in it. The American people don't want this big Pelosi plan. We will have health care one way or another. We don't want what you're trying to ram down our throats. Eight times you said that negotiations on health care reform would be conducted with the C-SPAN cameras. John, the election's over. And the Democrats intend to lead the most ethical Congress in history. Democratic Congressman Charles Rangel announced today he's stepping aside just days after the Ethics Committee admonished him. It's bad immediately, 10% that are unemployed. If this is the change we all can believe in. America's best days are behind her. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour three. Yay, you said it. <laughs> so not used to doing this. Well, okay. it's no big deal. The people are listening. They don't care. Before you go on, I just want to tell the fo- new folks out there listening to us that Brian does a cold show, so he never knows what he's reading. That's why he gets as shocked as you are. Oh, and uh, if I haven't insulted you yet, <laughs> I'll get to it. <laughs> we will get to everybody. Guaranteed. <clears throat> and it works on a cycle. This is how we keep only the elite special forces of the country's citizenry to listen. All right. Where was I, anyway? Next Next, yeah, um, we just got rid of the DOJ because we hate Department it. Department of Injustice, DOIJ. DOIJ. And the Republican, <sighs> no. Republicans. The Republicans. And the Democrats. And the Fox News. The city of Biloxi, Mississippi. I went to, that's where I went to Avionic Navigation System Specialist School. Biloxi, Mississippi. I was very citified back then. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like Arkansas. Uh, I just, I don't know. I was going through a citified stage of my life where I didn't want to go out. And everybody's four-wheeling or hiking or going to the hot springs. and I had enough to do with going to work. Well, I mean, it's the Air Force. No, I worked. Not everybody worked, but I worked my butt off. But... Lexi holds a little memory for me. Is the and it's the latest municipality accused of running a modern day debtor's prison in which poor people are forced to languish behind bars because they cannot pay court imposed fees and fines. The American Civil Liberties Union is suing the city because it says Biloxi violated the constitutional rights of three individuals 
who were arrested and jailed without probable cause over unpaid fees and fines. How is this something new? Don't pay your tickets and see what happens to you. Earlier this month, the ACLU filed a similar lawsuit against Benton County, Washington, over its practice of jailing indigenous people and making them toil on work crews to pay off their debts without taking into consideration their ability to pay them in the first place. Well, they seem to take that in consideration. They put them on work crews and let them work it off. What's so wrong? What's wrong about that? Although, I, I would not have these laws. I, I don't believe in. I don't believe in people paying because they speed. If they speed excessively and cause a danger to the public, that's already was already that was already covered under reckless driving. There was no need for another law. Drunk driving, ditto. There's no reason other than to raise revenues. And, and you know, just screw up alcoholics' lives forever. <clears throat> it's just one after the other gets worse. And it doesn't stop one, one, doesn't stop one drunk driver from driving. Not one. All these laws, locking people up, all the fees to lawyers, et cetera, et cetera, all for nothing. Drug, drugs are legal. The federal government, the national government, never amended the Constitution to make drugs illegal. You, they just can't designate a substance illegal. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows that. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows for the FDA either. And considering its, its sterling reputation over the last three decades, you would think you'd want to get rid of the FDA by now. Earlier this month, the ACLU filed a similar lawsuit against Benton County, Washington over its practice of jailing indigenous people and making them toil. We've been exposing the rise in debtors' prisons across the country since 2010, said ACLU staff attorney Nusrat Chowdhury, referring to the jails that once flourished in the U.S. and Western Europe during the 19th century, but have since been deemed inhumane, and according to your Supreme Court rulings in 1977-183, unconstitutional, it clearly says there could be no debtors' prison in the Constitution. I have no idea what the hell these people are talking about. Court, no one gives a crap. The Supreme Court, oh, well, good. The Constitution says that that's not good enough. The Supreme Court says it. Now we'll listen. Uh, really? Um, you don't take into consideration a person's ability to pay for the crime they commit. They are forced to pay for the crime either by fine or imprisonment. Their choice. Every place has the same thing for misdemeanors. Again, if these there's too many laws, Brian. Right, but uh, that's what I'm saying. Stop with the laws. We need to get rid of all these laws. All they do, look, we, you don't want people in prison that you have to pay for to survive. You are completely, if you really want a prison nation like we have now, it is idiotic for taxpayers to fund it. Who should fund it? Private business? Well, there's privatization, of course. But there's also deciding that you're not going to make a bunch of crappy laws, putting people behind bars for nothing. Putting people behind laws, got 10 speeding tickets, he didn't pay. And I don't have any money. 60 days. You get a choice if you're poor. You either go to jail or you pay for it. 
Yes, but then you're getting you. They have to feed these people. They have to clothe these people. That's what I'm talking about. Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to pay for all that to have someone incarcerated for something as stupid as having an ounce of marijuana on them, or some uh, substance, just a joint to put you in jail? Um, that's idiotic. But that's local laws. That's not federal. Again, we have to take back our state from the ground up. Everything will get better. Every time we succeed in taking a portion of our government back, our lives will get better. It's a solid plan if you work the plan. If you work for a convention of states, you're voting against the plan because that'll screw up everything. The bottom line is poor people are being jailed because they're not able to afford the fines and fees without even a hearing to determine that jail is even a punishment that should be imposed. Chowdhury told FoxNews.com. The practice often traps people in a spiral of jail and poverty, she added, because they often lose out on potential employment and sustain more fees and fines while in jail. Meanwhile, she'll... Now, wait a minute. Once you're in jail, it's the, tr it's the you know, fruit of the poisonous tree there. Uh, you can't get any more time. But that's what's happening. You get fines and fees. How can you get a fine and a fee in prison? But when you're in prison, you have no rights. That's the one thing we should understand. That, that prisoners are supposed to have no rights. Now, as far as ensuring what we consider basic humane treatment, not filet mignon, not special dinners for Thanksgiving and Christmas, you get what's put in front of you, it will be nutritional, and you'll eat it or you won't. We can't afford to, we can't afford to feed ourselves the way we're feeding our prisoners. I can't. I can't afford to feed us the way they're feeding prisoners. They get fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, everything. I mean, it costs a fortune. Meanwhile, the, the point should be debtors' prisons were outlawed in the Constitution. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, she, I love the way I say meanwhile, meanwhile. She alleges municipalities are using the funding stream to boost their coffers. Yes, These they are, are traffic offenders, misdemeanor offenders, people with low-level crimes who are just trying to get by, she added. In many cases, those jailed are homeless. You, really? They were going to throw my backside jail down here, and they didn't give a crap how poor I was. I am poor, just so you know. Uh, but I'm working on that. Who well, was going to throw you in jail? The county? The county attorney. Yeah, down. For, he for, said <laughs> for yelling at my neighbor, the neighbor who shot at me, the neighbor who violates my property rights uh, regularly, uh, the neighbor who's a four days. who's an out out criminal based on Montana law in his behavior, and also seems to know somebody important enough that I get screwed by the county government all the time, and nothing happens to him. Yeah, I'm trying to change that. Anyway, you know, also. When she's talking about the traffic offenders, if you don't pay your child support, they'll throw your butt in jail. They will. First, you will have no driver's license. They'll take your tax return money, if you have any. Uh, and it, you know, it just goes down the line. They can take everything they want away from you, child support, protective services, etc., whatever they call them today. They don't have to prove anything. They just, they can do it arbitrarily, and then you got to prove they weren't supposed to do it. and. The amount of money it costs to do that to fight, most people can't do it. 
And what about all the people that are, all the women that are accusing men of rape? Like they did in those two major cases, the Sexual case. harassment of all kinds. It's, it's rampant. It's, it's actually rampant. Uh, this is happening all the time, and all the investigations into the college, all the college. Well, you think about they, it. They came back and said they were unfounded allegations based on some kind of slight the woman felt and wanted to get back at the guy, so they just claim that, you know, victims of sexual abuse. Well, and if you think about it, the college kid is going to go to jail, right? He's not going to have money for bail. He's going to miss out on all his classes. You know, th these are consequences of all these stupid laws that no one thinks through. Make another law. Look, in the 70s, women were warned not to abuse the sexual harassment, rape thing, because they, if you keep crying rape and there's no rape, then no one's going to believe you, and that's what happened. And it's happening at an accelerated place now, because when the PC police on campus, then they kind oh, they could just claim sexual harassment and screw up that guy's life. Well, you know, and you know, even when it's turned out that way, nothing happens to the woman. There should be a penalty for falsely accusing someone of sexual harassment and rape. This causes privileges and or uh, liberties to be removed arbitrarily by the so-called uh, court in college. Uh, every college is different. Uh, some have their own. They have their own uh, legislative branch. They have their own Congress. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's stupid, and it's just it kind of, it's supposed to be a place you go to school to learn. And that's it, and learn what's real, not made up stuff. But they only teach made up stuff with very little truth. Yeah, you know, thankfully New York never th threatened to throw me in jail, but you know, I always did pay my tickets. But. <laughs> This is an account, I was poor, I was 17 years old, living on my own, and something changed in New York law that year. They would no longer, uh, the employers would no longer hire anybody under 18, even if you had a work permit. So I couldn't find work. So, I mean, it was bad times. It was really, really bad times. Uh, but I paid my fees. The problem was those those fines for, for things like I had insurance, that was the important one, right? Yeah, it cost me $500 down for insurance, and I forget how much a month. Uh, I was making minimum wage. I was trying to save up, but this darn cop kept pulling me over every time I was going to work. He knew my route. I tried, <laughs> He just kept pulling me over, giving me tickets. And so every time he pulled me over, I go, no, the more times you pull me over, the less chances I'm going to have money to actually take care of all this stuff, right? Set my, that's the judge's problem, not mine. Man, I hated that cop. He wasn't, he, he was a bad cop. He deserved to go down. Uh, to come after somebody who's 17 years old, living on its own, working, trying to, you know, paying taxes. I could have been a criminal. But no, they criminalized me. They just kept taking my money. It was, let's see, it was unregistered, switch plates, and no inspection every time. I still remember when one of the judges later on looked back on my history. And they're like, holy, what the, this is a lot. I go, yeah, I had a, I had a, a my own special police officer that uh, made it his point to make my life a living hell. Again, I didn't complain about stereotyping because I had long hair. And, of course, that was part of it. 
Uh, I'm not going to claim victimhood over it. Cops are pieces of crap to everybody. Some are great, some are crap, and that's just the way it is. So back to this homelessness thing there, the traffic offenders. In many cases, those jailed are homeless. Well, then, good. Then they have a home now, right? They get a shower. Shower, they get deloused, dental care, <laughs> medical, clothing, food. Uh, no, what else? I got air I'm conditioning, sorry. TV, this is just entertainment. <laughs> this is wrong on every level because of what you're saying, that the people of this, these counties and cities are paying for this. I know, it's stupid. <laughs> the fees, public defender fees, court fees, transcript fees, I can test to that. Oh, yeah. I could do my appeal because I couldn't pay for the transcript. Or the appeal. <clears throat> Transcripts are expensive. They, he wanted over $1,000 for the transcript of the trial. It was only one day. Anyway, they all add up and make it hard for people to get on with their lives, move on, support families. In the Biloxi case, prisoners were forced to pay off their debts with a $25 a day jail stint, according to the lawsuit. I'm actually for that. If you really took something, stole something from somebody, et cetera, et cetera, this is the way I would run prison. You you stay in jail until you work and pay that family back or those families, as the case may be. Obviously, if you commit murder, you're going to be there forever because you've got to support the family that you killed the person that was supporting. So you see, every every prison would be a factory producing a product. Yeah, I don't care if the unions don't like that. Screw, oh, by the way, no unions either. In my world, no unions. You, you go and talk to your boss by yourself based on your merits and you try and convince him to give you a raise or more benefits or you might even try and convince him to keep you on. Uh, but that's all between you and your employer. It's an individual contract between the two and the federal government obviously has nothing to do with it. No power at all. No, and all the, no, no, the Labor Relations Board is completely unconstitutional. Find me control over labor in the United States Constitution. Go ahead. It's, uh, there's no implied powers. Try again. What is the news behind this news? I don't know. This is just straightforward news as far as I'm concerned. Well, because they're getting money from people and supporting the city by doing these things. It's old news. Why do you think they put up parking meters because they want to be convenient to their constituents or because they want more money because they want more money why do traffic cops tend to have a a silent quota that no one admits to but they do why to fund the government even more than they're taking from you already they want more and they do it by this stupid night oh you're five miles over the speed limit that's cost you a hundred bucks Pretty easy to find somebody five miles over the speed limit, isn't it? Even ten? Again, if you're going with the flow of traffic, what difference does it make? If you're zigzagging in and out of traffic like a madman going, you know, a third faster than the rest of the flow of traffic, that's, again, what kind of driving? It's already... A law, reckless driving. There should be no speeding. There should be no running of stop sites and red lights. 
they are suggestions. You can choose to follow or not. However, if by not following it you cause an accident, you're responsible. That's the kind of law we're supposed to live under. If there's no, if there's no damage to person or property, there is no crime. I know, you're afraid. You know, I, I'm sorry. Montana had unlimited speed limit forever. It wasn't until even, you know, even when the, recently they wanted to make it 70 or 75. They, they just kept it at unlimited. They took their highway funds and they lasted a couple of years before buckling under and make, giving us speed limit laws again. Uh, nobody, it didn't cause accidents, any extra accidents, nothing. Uh, just like, uh, Europe has that, what is that? Autobahn? Unlimited speed. You've got people driving Maseratis and I think over 200 miles an hour. You you wreck at that speed. You're toast. Yet they don't have an overwhelming... They don't have as many accidents there as we do here. Well, you know, the Autobahn goes across all the European countries, so it's not just one country. It's more... That's more like our interstate system. Even, But it is still even so much smaller. But... You should have, the interstate should be unlimited. Goodbye. Of course, this would have to be based on state decisions. Montana, there's three people on the interstate. Who cares? New York City, bumper-to-bumper traffic. Okay, that's a different story. But see, that's the that's the city's problem, not mine. Anyway, but in response to Thursday's lawsuit, a spokesman for the Biloxi mayor, Andrew, quote-unquote, foo-foo, Gillick, said the municipal courts there are already following the law. The city of Biloxi treats all defendants fairly under the law, said spokesman Vincent Creel in a statement to foxnews.com. In fact, the court has used community service in cases where defendants are unable to pay their fines. A similar legal action was filed by the ACLU in March against DeKalb County, Georgia, and was settled soon after with restitution paid to the teenage plaintiff, who was forced to do jail time and probation after he failed to pay court fines and probationary fees following a traffic violation. The Georgia court has also initiated a number of reforms to ensure that impoverished people won't be imprisoned over their inability to pay fines and fees, and that judges have discretion in these cases to offer community service or alternatives to satisfy the court. Yes, it's, but there has to be a punishment. It is you cannot. You have to be equal protection. You can't say rich people have to pay and poor people don't. That's not equal protection. You have to give them a community service or alternatives to pay that back. Sorry, there are no free rides. Not even if you're the poor. You'll just have to work, won't you? We'll put you in a little red jumpsuit, give you one of those sticks with a nail on it, and go pick up trash. I'm sorry, is that demeaning to you? Don't break the law. But I'm against all these traffic violation nonsense. They're just designed for the... That it's a, another source of revenue for them. You know, the... You can't let your government look at you like a hungry wolf all the time looking for more to eat. It should be a lamb that doesn't want to eat us at all. It leaves us alone. 
Judicial Correction Services Incorporated, a private fee-collecting service that operates in municipal courts across the South, was also named as a defendant in the Biloxi suit. The company serves as a middleman by pursuing non-payments and acting as a probation officer for people in arrears. The company gets a piece of the take. That's how they get paid. Leading critics to complain that outfits like JCS are only needed to make money. All right, what's your point? The point is that the people of this county and municipality is allowing this to happen. Right. I, look, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, I doubt there's anything in Mississippi Constitution that would make this. This is a way of paying your crime. Paying for your crime. Yeah, but again. But should it be traffic court? See, that's the problem. It's an infraction. It's not a, it's not something you should go to, it's, you should not be able to, but if you don't pay your infraction, now it becomes a misdemeanor and you can go to court. And jail. I mean, go to jail. You don't go to court, you go to jail. Uh, yeah, it's just, but do you see how brilliant your plan is across the board? We were just talking about the federalization of the police, local police forces. Well, you take back your local police force. And you take back your sheriff or your police captain, and that problem goes away because you took it back. And you do not allow that behavior. You don't allow the federal government to come in. The only other, th and the other thing with this, if you take your local people back, this practice doesn't happen because you took it back and you said no. Right. I mean, your plan is brilliant across, you, you can put it into any scenario. If you're not looking for a bloody revolution, it's perfect. There's no better plan, honest to God. I, I've listened to everybody's plans to destroy the Constitution, but I haven't heard any plan that actually gets back to the Constitution without guaranteeing bloodshed. I'm not saying there's going to be no bloodshed. I don't know. There's likely to be some, but it won't be as much as a full-out revolution slash civil war. Right? My plan is not black. Well, so is Marx. Yes, but Marx's plan is how to destroy the Constitution. I know how arrogant that must sound, but it's true. Um, What's going on here? What? Uh, I don't know. It kept looking like it wanted to shut down. So, uh, where are we? Uh, the company. Yeah, yeah. The company said this week that it was pulling up stakes from its operation in Alabama following a mass email campaign by the Southern Poverty Law Center, the biggest racist hate group in the dang country. They rural. They're the Southern Poverty Law Center. They're everywhere. <laughs> the, the, the name means nothing. It's another mislabeling by progressives to confuse you uh, where conservatives are labeled as domestic terrorists that's the southern poverty law center using municipalities to cut ties with the jcs the legal defense group accused jcs of employing a business model that squeezes money out of the poor often by resorting to illegal tactics now no, no, no. They are enforcing the law. They didn't pay their fines and therefore they're wanted by the court. And no, they're not, they're not doing anything wrong. 
uh, the whole thing is wrong, but the court wouldn't have this power, so this wouldn't exist, and the Southern Law of Poverty Law Center would never have been created because it'd be useless. After the emails went out in September, SPLC claimed that 40, 54 towns and cities responded by saying they planned to terminate their contracts with the company. Congratulations, you're putting the company out of business. Woohoo! Prague's killing business wherever it's found. No, I don't believe they should have this, but this isn't going to change anything. The law needs to be changed. No law was changed. As a company, we have operated in full compliance of state law and have worked very hard to serve the municipalities who openly contracted to retain our services. JCS responded in statement to press. The company was not available for further comment Thursday. What needs to happen is the people have to say, no, we these fines for and these parking meetings, they got to go. This is overreach of government. Government needs to go back in its box, just like the federal government. That's why we start with the local government. We need to put the local government in its box. Rightfully serving we the people, not they themselves, not the tax coffers, not the amount of money they can spend, not how much they can pay themselves. Compliance with the law and the people making sure that their local government is completely under their control, as it's supposed to be. That's why the first step is school board. No, you don't think of anything else until you're done with the school board. If you haven't taken your local school board over and you're doing other political activities, stop. Go back to the beginning, start over. You need to take the school boards absolutely first. We have to get kids off this common core before it's too late. If it's too late, the damage will be permanent. I don't say that lightly. If you listen to the show regularly, I've explained it before. I'm not going to give a medical dissertation every time I open my mouth. You just have to wait for me to feel like it. <laughs> All right, from the Associated Press. A Russian military unit will be permanently stationed in the Arctic by 2018, the defense minister said on Thursday. Sergei Shogu Russian, <laughs> told Russian news service agencies on Thursday that the creation and arming of the Arctic military unit should be completed by 2018. And what's Bonehead doing? Cutting, closing air bases and closing, I mean, military bases? What is he doing about the Arctic? And what is he doing about the special place in the Arctic? They planted their flag on the, on the ground under the sea where all this oil and natural gas is that they're claiming is theirs. It wasn't. Where's the We UN? claim it is ours, but we're not doing anything because Obama is the executive, that's why. Where's the UN on this? The UN could care less who gets what. They just care about global governance. This, that should have been stopped immediately. We should have sent ships into that region immediately. This is land, this is undersea ground we had already claimed for North America before Russia just decided to go ahead and plant a flag down there. They're going to take it anyway. They claim it's theirs. It, it's overlapping concerns, but uh, since this guy doesn't want to drill oil or gas, he's letting them have it. What does that mean for the people of Alaska? This has nothing to do with Alaska. This is the Arctic. This is beyond. This is the we're talking. You got you've got the Arctic and and uh, uh, 
Antarctic. Antarctic. Thank you. Why did I have a problem with that one? Uh, the Antarctic. They're the opposite poles of the Earth. So the Arctic is north of Alaska. Much further than the Arctic Circle. We were at the Arctic Circle. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. But that's why they call it the Arctic Circle. It's the very edge of the, what they call Arctic. So, yeah, I guess they would consider the 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 oil platform there as part of the Arctic. But they don't call that part of the Arctic. They kind of go further north for that. It's one of those places, you know, you, you can't even fly into but certain times of the year because the re- weather is just too harsh. Uh, those are the extremes in the of our country. Now, I know you're all confused because of Al Gore, but, you know, Look, one's, one's getting, one's melting. And by the way, this happens all the time. And the other's growing. It flip flops like that. Antarctic to Arctic, Antarctic to Arctic. And, uh, it's just in a cycle. It, it's always melt. You've always seen these glaciers falling into the water. My whole life that existed. I know most people didn't read like I did, but I know about glaciers and all this stuff along. You know that, you know, you're saying, you know, oh my God. Global warming and glaciers retreating. If it wasn't for glaciers retreating, I'd be on ice right now. I'm in Montana. That was completely covered by a glacier as it was farther south. That all was glacial retreat, just like they're complaining about now. It's not unusual. It's not abnormal. It's cyclical, like the whole dang earth. Like every woman you know. They're cyclical. Figure it out. All right. I just hate the Russians, man. The fact that we're letting the Russians just grow in such power is not going to be good. Now, I don't mind them taking the unconstitutional roles we were doing and, like, messing around people's backyard. I don't care. But they start taking them over. Now I care. They start claiming my oil is their oil. Now I care. But then again, we're not harvesting all the oil we could. We could be harvesting oil all around, all in and around North America. Uh, Okay, so where was I? Sergei Shogu told Russian news agencies on Thursday that the creation and arming. This is what I have a problem with. Why, Why is POTUS is screwing around with what? And this is happening? Arming, creation and arming of the Arctic military unit should be completed by 2018. What's our plans? Oh, right. More base closures. We shouldn't be closing bases here in the United States. We should be closing the bases in Europe and Japan. We don't need them. And we're not doing anything there. We're giving it to the Chinese anyway. So you might as well even be there. And by the way, NATO's response, yeah, we can help them if they're in trouble, but Europeans have to defend Europeans. They got their big old Euro now, where the Eurozone, where they're competing with NAFTA and uh, as a as a as a buying force. I'm sorry, we are getting screwed unbelievably with this guy. <laughs> the people running him know exactly what they're doing. They're building up Russia and destroying America. So they say we're not hiding from anyone. We are, have, 
We are have really practically finished building bases on the Novus Novo Sibirsk archipelago and the Kootenai Islands. Shogu said, adding the modern military technology was necessary for guarding borders in the Arctic. The Kremlin announced its intentions to bring its military to the Arctic in 2008. Oh, Obama time. But has yet to station troops there. Well, they said it's going to take till. Shogu announced on Tuesday that a base on the Franz Joseph Land Archipelago is near complete. Some 150 troops will be able to live on the base for up to 18 months without outside contact when it opens. Okay, do you That's what we need up here. You, 18 months, a you, year and a half. Do you see what's happening? This is Red Dawn, the first one, all over again. It's completely, Russia completely and China different. together. China's coming at us from the Pacific, and Russia's coming at us from the Arctic to squeeze us in. That's not the plan, but fine. No, they're still dealing with Europe. Russia has to get its satellites back still, Susan. It's working on it. They already got the first place here. Before you go on to the next article. Come on, Dick. It took part of the Ukraine back. Yeah, I know. The deep sea port, which is the You had to know they were going to do that. They're not giving up that port. It's it's strategically not even important. Necessity for Russia to have that port. Uh, so they would never give that up. But they might not take over all the Ukraine. It just depends whether it suits their interest or not. And certainly, we're not going to do anything about it. What do you, you think Obama's going to go to war with Russia? No, and they know that. So, And remember, after he gets reelected, what did he say? Temer Videv, what did, what did he say? After I'm reelected, I'll have more leeway. He's been using a lot of leeway since he got reelected, hasn't he? You have no idea the damage this is going to do before the next election, again, if there's going to be one or if it's actually fair. Not that any of them are, but I mean not completely stolen. Uh, Russian officials have previously said that the airbase facilities are essential for protecting shipping routes that link Europe with the Pacific region across the Arctic Ocean. In tandem with the military expansion, Russia is building the Yamal LNG plant in an Obi River estuary in collaboration with the French energy company Total. It will produce gas, liquefy it, and ship it to European and Asian markets. Isn't that nice? How that works out? Uh, now, there, there, did you see what it said where this was? You wouldn't be allowed to do that in this country. It's a natural um, OB River estuary. That's protected lands in the United States. They're, they're getting gas out of it. We just sniff swamp gas. That's it. We don't actually. That's methane. You can harness that and use it for energy. Why don't we? Well, want a swamp to remain a swamp. Yeah, tell it to the people in Louisiana. So they're, see, they have no problems destroying anything. And the scary thing is, the closer they build things to us, the more chance uh, Chernobyl happens to us. You understand? Think about it. 
from World Dead Daily. I mean, it already affected people in Alaska, if you didn't know that. Germany's Middle Eastern migrants, illegal aliens, are making themselves at home by attacking Christian converts. Officials in Hamburg-Eidelstedt have launched an investigation into the Iranian man beaten for converting to Christianity, the Express reported Wednesday. Only beaten? Uh, the punishment for that is death. Police said the 24-year-old victim suffered serious injuries after an Afghan man allegedly declared his Christian conversion a sin and began beating him with a baton, the newspaper reported. Where did he get a baton? Roughly 20 people were required to intervene to stop the attack. Hamburg, Eidelstead, with its population of just more than 3,600 people, is one of many German towns struggling to cope with an influx of migrants from immigrants and their legal aliens. I don't know what their legal term is in the Eurozone, though. From the Middle East and Northern Africa. Northern Africa is part of the Middle East, you doofus. The Middle East includes North Africa. It has my whole life. What did they change? The village of Sumpti in Lower Saxony recently held a meeting October the 13th to discuss the arrival of 1,000 refugee pieces of ground. The town has less than 100 residents. 1,000 immigrants. town has less than 100 residents. Wow, those residents better move quick because then they're either going to convert to Islam or die. Where are gonna where are they putting these people? That's ten percent. I know they, the residents are ten percent. Ninety percent are now the refugee piece of crack Islamic evil bastards. The closest supermarket is in Nohois. That's four kilometers away, which isn't really that far. About two miles. I guess in Europe that seems a long way. For a thousand refugees, public transport barely exists. Local buses are few and far between. We're in the back of beyond here, Mayor Christian Fable said at the meeting, uh, World that Daddy reported. You didn't think Europe had these places, right? Like we do here. Look at that little, they have no services, nothing. They're in socialist land. How'd that happen? Why don't they have everything? Redistribution of everything, right? Doesn't seem to work that way ever in practice, now does it? Hmm. German authorities and subsidies have also resorted to evicting natural born citizens. Those are those in America that are born of two citizens. I have no idea what it means in Germany. From their homes to make way for an estimated 800,000 immigrants, migrants, legal pieces of crap, fuzzy muzzy. Man, Europe's being taken over by his, by Muzzy. This is the end time. This is it, man. This is going to be a worldwide battle against Islam. And everybody's too in denial to admit it's happening. Political correctness, social diversity, all of which I said, and everybody with a brain said, will destroy this country. Will also destroy, also destroy Europe. As far as they are, 
it gets worse. Because okay. you know what? At least under the socialism they have, poor people get stuff from the government. You know what you get from Islam? Poverty and nothing but. What? What do you want to say now? I just don't. Again, I question everybody's humanity. Why are you allowing this to happen to you and your citizens? Say friggin' no. I gotta notice that I have to put people on this property. Bullets are gonna fly. All right, let me explain it to you. Since you seem to forget your past and who you come from, you were once a lib in New York. Your mother, for example, what'd your mother say about this? Do you think she'd be upset about this or say, no, they they should be taken into trying to help people? Oh, are you kidding me? When we had to take in my aunt and my two cousins, my mother had a cow. Oh, well, I didn't say she'd like them to come into their house, but into her neighborhood. No. Oh, no, no. My neighborhood was extremely, quote-unquote, diverse. We no, it wasn't. It was white people and you, right? No. <laughs> no, I don't remember. No, no. I didn't see a whole lot of color there I when I went there. There, there was. There was a whole... There was Were a they whole, hiding? There was a whole Puerto Rican family across us, Mexican family across the street, catty-corded to us, that I was... Yeah, but, but not when I... No, not when you were there, but when I, I grew there. up, that's how it was. Oh. And we had a lot of different cultures in yeah, our yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, so is the United States of America. It's New York. Right. Immigrants. Got right. it. Right. But what we did is we would vet people that were buying houses. I mean, my parents went on a protest to stop this black yeah, family. Yeah, you can't anymore. In. They changed the law, so you can't do that. I know, but I'm saying, no, my mother wouldn't be like this. She was very protective of the neighborhood. Yes, I, I don't know. Your mother was a soft touch, boy. There wasn't one thing her bleeding heart didn't touch. No, no, no. When it came to yeah, that. You didn't talk to her as much as I did. She talked to me nonstop. She was, I was my like, really? mother. I'm like, really? She just, I talked to her every day before she died. She likes progressivism. She is a she was a liberal. She said it. I'm telling you, there's people that are they're even calling in to the talk shows that say that there's a this is going to be a, a line in the sand even for them. Hey, you know how many times I've heard that? This is a line in the sand. This is a line in the sand. They haven't released a lot of these people out into our population. They're still in detention centers. Oh, oh they're all over the place. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, they're not. No, they try and get them into communities. They're. By now, most of the ones that first came have been moved into communities. And they're places just like this. We did a story on Sunday where I read the exact same story. They were going to get, I forget how many immigrants, and they were a town of a 1,000 people. And they were getting more peop more refugees tossed into their town than the people. It's the same story. It's happening here. It's happening there. It's not being reported here. It's being reported there. By World Net Daily, who usually reports everything, but he's our papers are reporting on Europe. Europe's reporting on us. You have to read both of them to figure out what's going on <laughs> until you realize, oh, it's the same thing here, just a different scale, because we're a much larger country, over three hundred fifty million people, and and, and yeah, but there's still small towns, and it's still. Rural America, and, and that's what he's trying to destroy. Any any place that's purple, by the way, he sent these immigrants to. You know what purple means? They're they're on the cusp, blue, red. All of them have got a large number of immigrants. Um, anybody that they want to turn blue, like Texas, got a lot of are going to get a lot of immigrants. And I haven't heard Texas say no. Well, their borders are wide open. Well. I had an idea. Why don't we give them all to Mexico? 
since they don't give all everybody to us, shouldn't we give some to, to Mexico? So, you know, just saying. Fair is fair. Anyway, <coughs> I'm well aware that's not going to happen. I'm not delusional, but it would be fun, wouldn't it? It's the kind of thing that might happen if I was president or maybe even Donald Trump. He's a bit, he's a bit uh, flamboyant and... Uh, <laughs> he's already saying that he uncooperative. Would, he said he would close down mosques in the United States. Look, I would. I can't vote for him. He's not at. A, he's no, a, I know. I'm just saying he's bringing. But again, what you're saying, he's bringing up the the subject. Look, I was vote. I was going to vote for Donald Trump. Honestly, if he kept, keeps going the way he's going, I, unless he does something really idiotic, uh, no, I, I'll vote for him. But I can't because he's not. You don't know how what you're doing to people like me in this country. We cannot vote for these people. If you make them the nominee for the party, we can't vote for that party. Vote. We'll have to vote for the rest of the ballot and then pick a third party, write in, or nothing. We're not going to vote for an unconstitutional president. We already had two too many. Uh, 56-year-old woman from Askbach, Germany, was given until the end of 2015 to relocate. This is officially when you should shoot the people from your government, right? This this has gone. That's way too far. If you let it go this far, it's already too. It's already way too far. But at this point, when you show up to my house to tell me I got to give it some piece of crap that just got here. Muzzy piece of nonsense, poor, will never amount to anything, individual. I think it's time to shoot the messenger. You know, you, you think we should have a revolution here? I say we're going to have a revolution in Europe first. People are going nuts over there, and nobody's reporting on it. There's, you got to be kidding me. You're going to take citizens and displace them from their home and give them to people that don't even belong in your country? Really? People that are going to try and take your country over? Really? This is how stupid Europeans have become. And we're one step behind them. Every time you say, well, in Europe, anytime somebody says that, they're a doofus and don't talk to them anymore. If they keep bothering you, hand them a sign. Stupid. And hand to wear this. Here's your sign. Sorry. <laughs> you want to... You want to go, oh, we got to be understanding about people from other countries that need our help and destroy our whole lives. No, you really don't have to do that. Uh, you could just say, well, you know what? Uh, we have poor people here in my country, and that's our priority. Charity begins at home. Does anyone remember that phrase? Charity begins at home. All these old sayings, I keep bringing up because they're appropriate. We should have listened to them instead of going, oh, that's just old crap. Old people talk up. We young people know better. How do, when does young people feel like the minute they start getting hair on their backsides, that they think they're, they're knowledgeable as every person much older than them? Those people lived, you know, to that age. They must have learned something or they wouldn't have made it that far. 56-year-old woman. My God. The town Nahem, Nahem, Haim, Nahem, that's it, gave a 51-year-old woman until May 2016 to do the same. SBAC's mayor, Mario Schlafk, 
said September the 28th, the town must make room for 2,400 migrants. Why must we make room for them? Why? They're not our citizens. They're not our responsibility. They're responsibility of a different country. We don't take in everybody's problems. Why is Europe doing this? Why do we do it? It's nonsense. It's a it's the sure way to destroy your country. As we're seeing, Europe's going down. We're next. Just just keep it up. Just just keep voting Democrat and see where it gets you. You may have an Obama phone now, an Obama car now, an Obama this now, but when when the they get their final way when they're completely in control. You won't have squat. The elites will have everything, just like in every other damn socialist country. And the people will have the table leavings. Scraps, that's all we'll get. That's what happens when the government's in charge and not the people. Eskbox Mayor... Oh, I did that already. Uh, I muddled through sorrow and distress, and then I get this notice. It was like a kick in the teeth. Naheim resident Bettina Halby told the Telegraph September the 29th of her eviction notice. The wave of migrants has started to fuel protest in Dresden. Ooh, big battle in Dresden. Look that up, World War II. Every Monday night we came together... We came to gather peacefully. We are not Nazis. I guess being German, you have to say that, huh? We don't want to be labeled as Nazis, and we don't want to be painted into the right-wing corner. Yeah, I don't think she understands right-wing that much. We just don't want to become strangers in our own country, a German man told CNN. Do you see how brainwashed? Do you hear how, how he's saying it? He's not just saying... Look, these people aren't citizens. They don't get to displace my people. What kind of nonsense is this? Forget about the whole, we are not Nazis. We don't want to be labeled as Nazis. And we don't want to be painted into the right-wing corner. How about you just stand on the merits of your statement, huh, bud? Lots of, this is how brainwashed they are. Oh, it can't be right-wing. Oh, 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 no. Got to be left-wing. What's left-wing? Socialism. Wait, wait. What's Nazi? Socialism. Oh, my God. We're going back to the national socialism. Nazis! You are a Nazi, you idiot! You're a national socialist, you fool! That is Nazi! I'm just gonna take three deep breaths. <laughs> Utter madness. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm never, never not surprised how every Buddy is trying to work for their own enslavement around the whole dang world. Oh, well, we got to be more like everybody else, right? We should be like everybody else. Must be. If the majority of the world is doing this, we should do it. We have always been the minority in the world. We are the only, we were the only true, free, limited government that existed. Government run by the people, not by politicians. Now we have. They have the same government as Europe. It's almost a parliamentary system at this point since they got rid of the Senate having to be controlled by state legislatures, which means they can't run amok and just ratify treaties we don't want. Ow! Well, I got to go. 
This is a cooperative radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.